Are we waiting for the introduction music? <laughs> I think that's Batman. <laughs> oh, shit. Is this not the Batman pod? I don't want a podcast today. Mara, how are you feeling? Uh, good. All right. Uh, before we started the, the show, uh, you showed me a, uh, a photo of Rudy Giuliani in front of a garage. <laughs> Absolutely melting down. What was he saying? He was just saying the same lies that he was saying, the, the same stuff that Trump was saying. Like, oh, there wasn't anyone watching the the ballot counting. And there was... Like, it's been thrown out by a judge. Like, a right-wing judge was like, what are you complaining about? <laughs> They're just like, well, I don't know. We're just like, it's not fair, I guess. I don't know. Like, well, go away. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's so weird. Like, all of those people that were saying, like, uh, that there's, there's voter suppression. And then they w- literally went to the polls and tried to suppress votes. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's been... Trump has been trying to suppress votes for months. And he just he just happened to do it against his own his own peeps. <laughs> told him not to vote by mail. And he screwed over the USPS. Oh yeah, that's right. That was his whole program. That was his uh his moonshot, I think is the phrase. Moonshot. Or Hail Mary if you're a Did you a see sportser. the moon last night, by the way? No. It looked really cool. Because it was a half moon, but it was like normally it's like half this way, vertical. It was. <clears throat> it was like upside down. It was at like a shut up. It was at like a <laughs> like a toenail, like a forty-five degree angle. Oh. So it was like this. So it looked like the moon was like furrowing its brows. Okay. The moon was like, <clears throat> I don't like the shit that's going on down there. Pay attention to me. <laughs> what are you guys doing? Yeah. What the fuck, moon? Look it's at such me. A attention whore. <laughs> We've, all, we've been saying that about the moon for years, though. <laughs> that's why we never landed there, because it's such an attention. Yeah, that's why we had, that's why we faked it. Not because we couldn't do it. We were just like, bitch ass moon, no thanks. God, moon, fucking give it a lunar rest. Um, so we've recorded t- two days in a row. Well, this, so this will be the god this week. Two. This will be the fifth recording this week. You've done five recordings this week. No wonder you don't want to do it. <laughs> People think it's just turning on cameras and and mindless drop dribble. Is that the word? Yeah. Or drabble. Dra- dreidel. Yeah, mindless dreidel, and uh, it's a lot of work. Yeah, because I, had... I was drained yesterday. <laughs> Trying to come up with new conversations is is tough. Sure. But here to break the mold is uh, someone that I've known, I don't know, like 24 years, 23 years, something like that. Probably closer to 19. He years. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the youngest of the five, Joshua Earl Duke. Let's get right into it. Um, oh, no. Do you regret going on a mission because the church is a fallacy <laughs> and all they do is launder money and evade taxes? The The only thing that I regret is, is the is the short sleeve shirts with the ties. I love that look. I fucking hated it. I don't, like, I don't want it for me, obviously. But. 
do you uh, are these the temple recommend interview questions by the way do you identify as bisexual being that you focus so much on your appearance as a cis straight white male uh very closeted probably i would say right 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 now it's a little easier to be heterosexual so I disagree. <laughs> Mara, thoughts? I bailed on that whole thing. <laughs> that whole scene. I don't know. Yeah, get it out of here. Yeah. All right, so. Did you mission accomplished? Right? Did you finish the mission? I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I served my, my two-year contract. Achievement unlocked. Yeah, before I just said, I'm out. Where'd you go? I was in Colorado Springs. Okay. But I never, I was never in Colorado Springs, so it was just called the Colorado Springs Mission. And uh, we had, it went, like, as far north as, like, southern Denver, and then it went as far south as, like, New Mexico. Ah. So I was in, yeah, so I was in all of the, uh, I was in all of the areas that were, like, three hours away from, like, the mission center. South mm. Park? No. Because <laughs> isn't that, that's, like, south Denver, isn't it? Yeah. Good question. I, th- I, I think, think it's, you're right. Yeah. I think yeah. it's supposed to be south I mean, it's in the name. Right. But you would think that... They could have come up with it when they were like drunk or something. <laughs> yeah. Where the fuck are we? That's south somewhere. Those guys were Mormon. That was, that's why... That that was the first thing that came yeah. to mind. It's like, you were the you were the South Park yeah, yeah, version was, of Mormon. <clears throat> they're, they're from Colorado. You served a mission in Colorado. They learned that the church was a lie. You're. <laughs> I, you know. What I, are your thoughts on the whole four billion dollars that they're withholding currently? They never tell me about any of this stuff. You don't, don't see it in the news? Not really. Because the 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 thing is, is I I don't I don't focus so much on the religion as much as it is just the day to day activities. The not even the the day to day activities, but just the. You know, I, I don't focus on, on the cultures and, and the church in and of itself versus the the doctrines and, and the principles of just being a decent human being. Okay, and you think that the LDS church has a good set of guidelines for you to be like a, a moral functioning human being? They've they've had they've had their rough past yes, where you know You they, mean they like didn't, Two years ago, yeah, two two years ago, where where they wouldn't where they wouldn't let, you know, I I think there were a lot of members of the church that were outraged by that. If you remember, a lot of people that were like, we don't agree with this either. A lot of people left the church in in the process of doing so as well. Which event are you talking about? I'm talking about when gay they marriage. Said, yeah, not well. Yes, the gay marriage, but also when they wouldn't let uh, kids who who belong to same-sex parents get baptized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we had a lot of Did that change? Happened. Did they ever fix that? Yeah, they did. They did. The finally? the new uh the new president <laughs> after after the old one died, the new one came in and it was like there's something. a president. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's the president of the church. They call him the prophet. So here's my thing. If we are to believe that the prophet speaks directly to God. Yes. Okay. Uh, the members of the church say, "Hey, 
that's a bullshit rule. Mm-hmm. You guys should change it. They then say, okay, we change it. Do they actually speak to God because men chose to get rid of that rule? Because either he speaks to him and God's like, no, definitely don't let kids <laughs> yeah. who have same-sex parents get baptized. And that's how it should be. And people mm-hmm. should go, oh, God said that? All right, fuck, we're wrong. Right, yeah. I I think I think some of it is, is involved in, like, in inspiration as well. I, I don't... You do you know, get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, like, yeah I, I do. I, I don't know if it's... You know, I don't know how direct it is because I'm not him. Um, I'm not the president of the church. I'm not the prophet. But that's the that's that's my dilemma with it is I like just it's fine. If it's Mm -hmm. just a guy, then just admit that and go, look, this guy out of all of us seems to be doing the the most right thing and and is capable of guiding us. So we're going to have him help us through these guidelines throughout the years. But ultimately, the people are, and you look at that throughout history, it's always mm-hmm. been the case. Yeah. Like, religion has never been at the forefront of, like, actual social um, progress. You know what I'm saying, Mara? Yeah. Yes. But I also think it's like, uh, uh, religions tend to be, like, choose your own adventure. Right. Like, uh, like, um, like your own personal beliefs, like you might not see them as being that, but they are, and you're you're, you're just there. It's being represented by your religion, I guess. Like, because not everyone in a religion necessarily agrees with everything in it. Yeah, that's why right. I don't like. I used to be. We I think we both went down the same atheist rabbit hole, mm. like years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where. <clears throat> where it was like well, that's dumb like, <laughs> and then I was just like ha I got him he said it was dumb <laughs> but then I grew I I would say I grew past that where I'm just like where that's missing the point and you have to like meet those people where they're at not not like pointing at a passage like oh look at this passage why don't you just right, listen right, to it right. the way Ooh. I think it is it's like they're always going to come up with a way to rationalize that if they need to I think my thing, the, the reason why I'm I'm still like obviously I'm not I don't attack people as, as much as I used to, but like the reason that I'm still this way is because, um, it, it, like having a belief system is fine. It's when that belief system attempts to make legal changes that uh, that negatively affect other people. That's when I have the problem. Yeah. The we're all, we're all yeah, doing I, that. I, I, I agree. What do you mean? We're all doing. We're all trying to affect a change in some way, and yeah, and but it's, that's that whole intolerant of the intolerant. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not. Oh, sorry. sorry I'm sorry. just saying. <laughs> um, like, uh, so me existing, uh, someone thinks there's a negative effect on them as a result. Okay. You know what I mean? Obviously, there isn't. <laughs> it's right. just a perceived negative effect that they have, and mm-hmm. sometimes there's just going to be people where. There's going to be a conflict. Mm-hmm. You're just not. You're not going to agree. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. So you just got to keep moving forward. But, but we, uh, instead of engaging with that person that has the religious belief or whatever in in a way that's like, well, you're dumb for thinking that. 
because God is, is doesn't make logical sense. And here's a book passage or whatever. You just have to be like, oh, this is human rights. This my my thing though, it's it's the 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 empath in me is like I get mad that an institution was able to trick you. It's not a fault of yours sure. because if anybody came to me and was like, look, I have all of the answers so that you and your family will live a happy and fulfilled life. And it turns out that it was all a farce at the end of it. I don't think, I don't think a lot of them are being tricked. Like you think what I would do is just imagine the person doesn't have a religious belief, but but they're still believing the same thing. You're familiar with tithing. Yeah. Paying. This yeah, isn't yeah. funny at all, by the way. Engaging. <laughs> we, 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 we don't. We don't always do funny. Plus, uh, you're not funny at all. <laughs> this is like a long con, so you just wait for the punchline, buddy. Well, so I, I mean, but to to answer some, I used to be one of those types of of individuals that I just kind of blindly followed, and you know. But people blindly follow ideologies that have nothing to do with a higher power right but it, it i i followed yeah i mean i i followed the the strict teachings of the church mm-hmm. i i don't know if i had a, a problem with gay people or not i just i didn't know enough about them but i was told that everything it, that it's they were an doing information was, thing was wrong and then i met um a good i don't know if i'm allowed to say his yes name of course i met uh his name is brian giving um and Chris was doing some something was going on in Russia. They were, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. So, uh, do you remember the Winter Olympics? Yeah, I was going to say the Olympics. Yep, 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 yep. And Russia had hor. I mean, probably still has horrific. Yeah, still it's do, terrible. Yeah. Yep, horrific laws against homosexuality, and and there were, I mean, civil rights people were fucking furious. Yeah, there were yeah. people were boycotting, right? Yeah, the Olympics. Yeah, yeah they just wouldn't go. And so Bryden and I, because uh, th- this was back when I was still doing like a lot of artistic photography, and um, I I had an idea where we uh, d- uh, tied his hands together, duct taped his mouth, and painted the Olympic rings on his chest. But one was like broken off. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, and yeah, I had you come along with for that because at the time the church was saying like our beliefs are our beliefs. Please don't persecute us for having this, yeah. this stance. I was like, you don't understand. Cause mom and dad are like passive people. They don't really right. give a shit. Yeah. And I had to explain <laughs> to them, like people wouldn't be committing suicide if this was just something. Yeah. Like you don't grasp the turmoil that it causes when the country that you live in says you don't yeah. count. Exactly. That's a huge fucking deal. So like, there was a lot of confrontation going on within, within our family. And and plus, I don't know. I don't even know how much you know about this. But like, so when Kim and I separated, it's because I thought that I was gay. I didn't know what was going on with me. Like, I, for some reason, was struggling with the, the uh, concept of recognizing that someone's attractive. Right. And uh, different. Um, so the difference between recognizing someone's attractive and being attracted to them. So I, I was struggling big time. I told mom that I was gay and she laughed in my face. Uh, I was Sounds called like a, something she would do. I, I went to Oregon with laser. 
and his ex-girlfriend kept calling him and I answered the phone one time and she goes, I don't want to talk to you, you fucking faggot. Oof. Put laser back on the phone. And like so I went through for three months that shit. Like it's it's not So you were out there in two thousand eight? Yeah. Because Landon, Landon was born like a year after that. Yeah, oh nine. Yeah. Because I, I remember intersecting with you when that was going on in the Monticello. Um, we ended up at the same Were trailer. you at that party? Yeah. Yeah, that's when that's when that guy... Uh, so he... Th- th- that whole thing was so weird. And mm-hmm. so I can relate so hard mm-hmm. to... And that was only three months. It wasn't. It's not my life. Right. Like, I, yeah. So if that was th- three months of the shit that I went through, so I'm sitting there playing video games. I think you had left the room, and then the other guy who is gay, uh, he was like, uh, "I have a boyfriend, but we both agree that um, we can give blowjobs to straight guys." And I was like, oh, "That's." Really aggressive. <laughs> like I'm still trying to figure out where I'm at, and uh, eventually, like we're we're in this other room, and this girl is like, "This guy gives like the best neck kisses." And I was like, "What?" I feel like I'm pretty good at that, and so I gave it a shot, and she was like, "Nah," and that guy goes like this and he grabs me starts doing it to my neck and grabs my my penis and like in that moment my body went okay we figured it out uh turns out super straight so super uh, straight because <laughs> that's what you told me that night yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. oh i did tell you that you did, yeah because uh we i remember we were hanging out outside um i don't remember why just that's just how that kind of like scene was like yeah. there was a lot of people there it's a very small trailer very weed heavy yeah i was usually there very sober playing guitar hero like a goddamn nerd <laughs> but yeah that was uh that was intense i think we might have talked about batman too maybe because that's when the dark knight came out oh oh, oh. yeah probably then but, but, but yeah serious so so knowing a sliver of the plight that they've that they go through right even within their own community to have that struggle like it's it's so much more than just i'd like to be married too Mm -hmm. it goes beyond that because the perception is because even when uh the vote cleared right that um gay marriage was allowed it was almost 50 50 knowing that half of your state does not agree with you as a human being, yeah. half of the voting population, half of the voting population. We can we can hope that that that's a bunch what of people just yeah, didn't yeah, show yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it that, that like so that to me. So then when I go and I hear people in religion going, I shouldn't be persecuted because I feel a certain way. You don't know persecution. Yeah, exactly. You don't know real fucking struggle. I, I remember there was a there was a guy that gave a talk in church after uh, the vote no proposition uh, happened in Minnesota or like vote yeah I can't remember what that was for but it was it, like and that was another thing I, I think tr- it, it was confusing on purpose yep yeah. they tried to trick the voters which is fucking bullshit and yeah that's another thing they because I remember being at a wedding and someone was like hey 
voting yes this uh, next week, right? And I'm like, no, what are you talking about? <laughs> and they're like, what? Yeah. You don't you don't support gay rights? I was like, dude, no, you have to vote no. So there were 15 people that were like, oh. Because so many yeah, people thought nobody... in their head they think of gay marriage as a positive. So mm-hmm. voting a negative on a positive, does it's not intuitive. And that's yeah. just such a... It's so devious to do that, yes. and, and it's it's very calculated. But, they know what they're doing. But some some guy gave a church, or gave a church, gave a talk at at our church, where he uh, he said, "I was appalled that Minnesota would pass such a bill, and I just was so disgusted." And yeah, that was that was a big eye opener for me. That I was like, "We can't be openly." <laughs> campaigning this and then claim like oh well anybody can join except for you know a certain group of people (laughs) yeah so it was well and uh, i've talked i've talked with other people who are like we don't have a problem with gays um they just can't act on it yeah what the fuck are you talking about yeah and and i one one time in my mission actually there was a guy that that talked to me about that he uh he said you know your your church doesn't believe that I shouldn't act upon who I really am, and I, for some reason, had like kind of a weird feeling to say like, well, church also believes that you should be honest with your fellow men. That being said, you should be totally and completely honest with yourself as well. So, if you, you know, if you're gay, and and if you don't see yourself, you know getting in a relationship with another woman, then there's no need to, to lie to yourself about it. And I got in a lot of trouble for it. <laughs> I got in a lot of trouble for that. People really didn't like uh, that I that I would preach things against that. But I would room with missionaries that were constantly like, well, fucking faggots are the worst and they're disgusting and I can't believe... We were at a, uh, we were at a gay pride parade and I couldn't believe how fucking disgusted I was. What is wrong with you guys? I will say, <laughs> I will say this: gay pride parades, super um, boring. Well, I don't get like, so they say like you know bring your kids, bring your families, but then there's dudes in leather straps and shit. Yeah, well, I, I'm vegan, so obviously I don't. <laughs> but like that, that's the only, that includes that's, clothing too. That's what veganism is. Oh, that's that's my only argument. Uh, like or not argument, my only. The only negative thing that I have about gay pride is <laughs> people like slinging like dildo ninja yeah. nunchucks. Exactly. It's like okay, I can't bring my kids yeah. to this. I don't want to explain dildo nunchucks. I don't want them to get hit dildo by dildo nunchucks. Yeah. I don't want to have to try and buy a set for them. The same reason that. I'm not bringing them to fucking Miami for spring break is the same reason I, I can't bring. Or like them to- I'm not gonna bring my kids to Hooters or. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. What? I support the shit out of those guys. <laughs> just not the yeah. Jesus. What do you guys? You don't don't invite Keep people. Shit in your pants. That's how progressive <laughs> I am. I'm like, yeah, rock out. Just don't wear leather. <laughs> just don't wear leather. <laughs> that's right. Don't you? You remember my brought to you by that was pleather daddies? Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what that's based on. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Um. Anyways. So well, I was gonna say, um, like I was gonna try and relate to how some of these religious people think when they say gay people can be gay as long as they don't act on it. Mm. So it'd be like in, so to them it's equivalent to when you're like, okay, if someone's like a pedophile, right? 
They've um, said that. Yeah. Don't act on it. Yeah. That's the that's what they're that's the what they're equating. Obviously, yep. that's there's a difference there. There's no po- the power dynamic. Like someone's not getting raped. There's yeah, I got into con- it. Consensual adults. I, I uh, massive argument with somebody because they did that exact parallel. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I said, "You are out of your mind if you think that <laughs> that that's comparable a homosexual in any way. pedophile is even remotely close to the same thing. You're fucking out of your mind." The the messed up thing about it, I and and this was when I was still on the fence with it, and then there was one other event that finally <laughs> like changed my mind. It's kind of a funny story, but kiss the guy. Close, but not <laughs> not quite. You ever kiss a guy? No, but uh, <laughs> not even on a dare. Uh, I th- <laughs> so, but in um, there, there was a the a guy that worked at a McDonald's. Pull that thing a um, little closer to you. I can't. Yeah, I, how close am I supposed to have this thing to it? Do you hear yourself now? I mean, I do. There you go. But All right. I also don't like, you know, to put my face close to things that have been well they're to my cheap brothers. microphones so what? <laughs> that well, only has like 400 farts in it okay okay yeah all right versus the <laughs> it also has alex's halitosis i don't know if you can smell that <laughs> dude um, we, i recorded with my other brothers and i was sitting over there and i was like my breath that bad <laughs> it's the fucking sock and i was like god damn it Alex! <laughs> uh there there was a there was a certain individual this is i didn't know that there were gay people in becker but uh i i had met one and i didn't know that he was gay but for some reason it didn't ring in my mind that he was gay but <laughs> looking back at it i immediately should have known mm. because Cause he said it I, no because i know it was, <laughs> Yo, I'm gay. Not, like, not quite not quite it was um he was he i introduced myself he's like your eyes are so beautiful I was like, no one's ever said anything like that about my eyes before. Aww. Thank you so much. And I didn't read into it at all. And then... I say like, that all the time, yeah. though. And I'm not gay. <laughs> but he... But he um, Mara, your eyes look like dog shit. <laughs> but then he... I know he goes, that's untrue. What like, you, I just... That's just... It goes, that just bounces he, right off of me. Then he, then he goes, well, what are you doing? You know, what are you doing this week? And I was like, uh, nothing. I, I probably work, you know, a little bit. And he's like, well, you know, why didn't you come to Buffalo Wild Wings with me for, for dinner? I was like, I love Buffalo Wild Wings. Of course I'll go to Buffalo Wild Wings with you. So I went to Buffalo Wild Wings, and we had a great time. We went to GameStop afterwards, all that fun stuff. And then he had to go to work, or he got called into work, or something like that. And all of our friends worked at the same place. So we went, or I, I dropped him off. And I went and I sat with all my friends that were all sitting at this table and uh, and uh, I was like, yeah, I just got done, you know, going to Buffalo Wild Wings with them and whatnot. And they're like, you know, you know, he's gay, right? I'm like, what? No, there's no way. <laughs> I was like, you really said that? Yeah, I was like, there's no, yeah. And they're like, yeah, the, he's he's gay. Like, you didn't know that. You just went on a date with a gay guy. <laughs> and I was like, that's, it, but like, it wasn't a terrible. And then we went bowling. I think like the next week, and I told him, I was like, hey. It, I, I kind of need you to know, like, just so we're clear, like, I mean, I, and I respect it in, in any way, shape or form, but I'm not, I'm not gay. Um, but I, I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean that I can't hang out with you. And that was, that was kind of like, an, uh, what was his response? Yeah. His, I mean, he was, he was totally cool with it. Okay. He was like, you know, I, I, I get it. 
but <clears throat> it's kind of hard to read people because there's no gay people here. So there's such a small market <laughs> to work with, and now it's, right. you know, I don't know what, like, the demographic would be now, but... Um, the demographic. <laughs> I like that. Um, but the the instant that, that it happened before that that really kind of made me realize that it was really messed up was... Being gay? No. <laughs> <laughs> you are trying to incriminate me on this podcast. I mean, you wanted to come on, so... <laughs> what do you think was going to happen? Yeah. Um, but I, I met with... Uh, the bishop of our ward, and I had expressed to him my concerns, and I had said, you know, so-and-so gave this talk, and I I don't know if I fully liked how he said the word appalled. Mm. I mean, that just, to me, just doesn't seem like the correct usage of that word. Mm. And he said, well, look at it like this. You know, I'm married, but I'm very obviously attracted to women that are younger and... Uh, uh, I was like, nah, uh, no, <laughs> and I tuned out immediately after that. And I was disgusted, and that was when I was like, "Yeah, nope, <laughs> I got, I got to change." See, this is the okay. So this is this is the 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 issue that I have, right? Yeah. So we had arguments. So like, yes, the church influenced you guys, my own family, mm-hmm. to have these arguments at the drop of a dime. Mm-hmm. So. That that like it's not just a belief system; it actually creates conflict. Mm-hmm. Like these stances are more than just. So you're not being persecuted. No, yeah. I, I I will say it. I will always die on this hill. I refuse to believe uh, that being intolerant of intolerance mm-hmm. is a bad thing. Fuck that! I will die on that hill. Absolutely. I don't care. Um. And the other frustrating thing is I know our family. So I know that how good of people everyone is. Everyone are? Am. Am. Is. How good everyone am. <laughs> and uh, so it's frustrating to, to know. I know, no matter what the belief system is, mm-hmm. I know how Sean would treat a gay person. I know how Scott would. I know everyone's actual intentions, how they would treat these people. And it's with respect and love the same way that we have exactly. our whole fucking existence. So to know that this this other thing is talking into their ear and making them think otherwise yep. goes against who I know they are as human beings. So that's why I would get so fucking angry is like, we're, we, this isn't what we believe. This isn't right. how we are yeah. as human beings. We shouldn't let somebody else fucking dictate how we actually feel. And what one of my favorite stories of, of mom was when uh, some someone was also giving a talk in church, and she was talking about how she struggled going to a relative's baby shower because the baby was being born out of wedlock, and it was dead quiet in the chapel. Mm. And then you just heard mom go, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and then she immediately silenced herself. Mm. And then later that night, she explained herself. You know, it's a celebration that that is not the point. It, yeah, it should be a celebration of life, not of you know congratulations. You didn't, you know, get knocked up before you're married, mm. type of a situation. And so, you know, and that was kind of a, and that turned into a discussion of that should be the situation for everybody, not just people who live differently 
know, than than the rest of us. Plus, I mean, you know, mom and dad's situation, they obviously have more compassion on people who get into situations like that. You know, they I mean? have they have compassion for literally everyone. And they yeah, everybody, but especially <clears throat> the, the, so like the big thing about mom and dad and what they've they've taught us is uh, find the questions to see how we can help, mm-hmm. even if they yep. don't appear to, to need help. We find a way to navigate around um, the conversation to say, is there anything that I can do for you? That's yes. like our our tribe of the, the Duke family. That's how we live our life. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'd agree with that 100 percent. Yeah. Before I had a stroke. Yeah, gross. <laughs> also, Mario, you have any questions for this guy? He's my younger brother. Youngest, might I add. I was uh, I was thirteen when Landon was born. It still kind of shocks me that you have a child. Two of them, as a matter of fact. I'm not gonna lie. How'd you pull that off? Uh, <laughs> uh, when Kim and I got back together, um, like, she came over I feel like I keep one night when I was having a tough time, and uh, we were still separated, and uh, I was like, I knelt down, and for some reason I was like, let's up your shirt. <laughs> and she was like, what, why? And she did it, and... I put my hands on her stomach and I was like, there's absolutely no one in this world that I could have children with besides you. It's gotta be. And from that moment on, we stuck it out and, uh, and like, man, three weeks later, two weeks later, maybe, um, we were, you know, hibbity dibbity. (laughs) And she was like, just go. And I was like, you sure? She was like, "Yeah, it's fine." What you know, you had a conversation. What do you mean, just go? Mid, yeah, coitus. Oh, I unloaded my my oh, troops. Oh no, I should not have. Oh, uh, it'd be so much. It'd be funny if she was like, "You're Gosh. done." <laughs> I like I. But in that moment, I was like, "If I do this, we're having a, a child." That like you just were so confident in your yeah. fertility. I have super sperm. Both times, both times. <laughs> when Kim was like, "We should have a second. I was like, all right, well. Just powerful. You had like a splash guard on your headboard. Yeah. So both times that we tried, it happened first try. Wow. Impressive. Yep. Yeah. It was pretty great. Um, what do you mean? Wait, no. That's not what I meant. Ugh. God. You had an audience. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know uh, how you and Kim tune ever. Tune into my Twitch stream. <laughs> I still don't know how. She was tuning into my Twitch stream, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Throw it! I, I still don't understand how everybody was able to have sex in mom and dad's house. Because those walls were super thin. And there was always somebody home. Right? Yeah. yeah. So you, that didn't bother you at all? You just Well, both were... times mom and dad were not home. Where was I? <laughs> I thought Probably you, with them? I thought you were in the room. Because <laughs> no. with, with Layla, we were living here. Yes. With Landon, mom and dad were out for the weekend, uh, maybe up in Duluth or something. So I was probably with them then. Yeah. Okay. That would make more uh, sense. That was actually pretty funny because the lady that Matt was with at the time, (laughs) 
So they were downstairs. <laughs> we are upstairs. And it felt like, you remember that scene in uh, Friends when uh, uh, Rachel and Monica go out of their, their rooms at the same time and uh, they're going to go for the, the, the condom jar. I think I remember. Have you seen yeah. that? Are you, oh, you're talking to me. Yeah, yeah. I've seen, like, no friends. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, anyway, so these two characters go out, and they're like, it's one left. Uh, what are we going to do? Um, it felt just like that, because this lady comes up from the basement at the same time that I'm leaving my bedroom and neither of us have any clothes and we're like, whoa! <laughs> so, I will see you later. And I just went back into my room and she went back downstairs. It's pretty funny. And then neither <clears throat> one of you left your room for the rest of the night. Yeah. That's my counterculture uh, nature. So did you refuse I just, to watch Friends? When I didn't was, like it, yeah. That's fair. It's not that good. It really isn't. It's so overrated. Don't tell Kim. You that. know it was underrated. <laughs> What's that? The Drew Carey show. I watched that one. I fucking loved that I was show. A big fan, yeah. So good. I think I watched like when you were little, little. We would watch it yeah. all the time. Because I was like late nineties. Along with like the the Red Green show. Oh God. I only ever saw that when they were doing like four hundred hour marathons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When they were they were yeah. like money raising. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were a good troop. They were. Definitely would have been Trump supporters. <laughs> I think so. Are they yeah, still yeah. alive? You know, that's interesting. Do you think Mr. Rogers would have been a, a Trump supporter? I think Mr. Rogers would have run for president himself. He would have led the revolution. Yeah. Yeah. He was a communist for sure. Pretty sure, yeah. <laughs> Wasn't he in the army? He could be a communist in the army. Yeah. Well, he? right, but like I... Communists love war. I, I just found out, so there were a bunch of people that uh, that said that he was this hard-ass, like, Navy SEAL or, or whatever, and that he always wore the sweaters to cover up his tattoos. Oh, yeah, that's a... And... That's a that's a conspiracy for sure. It was a conspiracy, and but like everybody... A conspiracy that, or just like a urban legend? Uh, yeah. Of, yeah, a little bit of both, but... Well, because the, cause it, cause it, the, the whole Navy SEAL... Was he a Navy SEAL? No, I, he Is might... Is that him? No, no, no! I'm just, I'm just showing you, like, yeah. Isn't will win. <laughs> Wait, what is this? It's this, this guy. He wrote, uh, "Communism will win" on the inside of his hat. <laughs> Make sure you send me that so I can put it up. And, uh, <laughs> so they were taking a picture, and he, but he did it low key, and like, wow. so no one that was behind him could see it. He ended up getting kicked out. <laughs> oh, well, I love it. Yeah, so much for freedom of speech, eh? Eh. <laughs> Oh, you sign that stuff away. Yeah, I guess. Well, you actually do, like literally. <laughs> when you, yeah, I guess when you join the army or mm, what's yeah, that? Whatever that army? I don't know. Fancy lads. <laughs> fancy lads. They're pretty fancy. <laughs> that is the name of this episode. Fancy lads. Fancy lads. What a great fucking. That's hilarious. Because <laughs> people sign up. That's what the village people were singing about. Fancy lads. In the fancy lads. <laughs> so, I I remember and I I just remembered this recently we were at the keller bar this was like when i first got back home uh from my mission when was that uh three years ago 2017 december yeah oh okay um i was super sick i came back home and i'd like had like 102 fever and 
yeah, that was a situation in and of itself. But we um, we went to the Keller bar and uh, I like ordered a water or whatever. And you had told the bartender, like, he's going to have a water. He's Mormon. And, like, gave me shit, like, the whole time. And then you told a story for me that I couldn't even remember telling. And then it was, like, recently after you got out of Hazleton that I was like, oh, that's what, that's the story that he was trying to tell. Because it was the time that we were walking, we were walking down the street. We were in, we were, like, and uh, this one guy is sitting out on his porch and we're, I don't know, 50 yards away from his driveway and, and his house in general. Can tell you play golf. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, and uh, we're walking and we get like another like 30, 40 yards away from his house before we hear, now go get him. And some guy had sicked his pit bull on us. You know, like on a public street, and my the guy that I was living with at the time, he took off, and he ran as fast as he could, and for some reason it didn't click in my mind that I probably should run, so I just stood there, and I found a beer bottle that was on the side of the road, and I was like, I mean, I guess this is how I have to do it. It's either I get bit or I kill a dog, so I grabbed the bottle, and I just threw it at it, and it smashed over his head like immediately and i looked and i made like no cuts nothing so and i don't know how i did it but i started to walk away and that guy came barreling down pistol in hand and everything was like you hit my effing dog and you motherfucker I why don't you guys go to a different town i thought we chased you out of this town already and blah 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 some somebody saw it called the cops and that guy, and they, like, pulled us apart, separated us. And the cop came over to me and, and was like, do you want to press charges? I was like, press charges for what? He, like, a dog just <laughs> tried to come and, and bite me. Like, well, technically, it could be viewed as assault because you were on public property. It's not like you were on his property and he sicked his dog on you. I was like, no, I'm not going to be here long enough to, to do anything. But I guess that guy had, like, done some similar situations like that before. And then, at that same house, like, after I left that area, I guess he, like, shot his wife and then, like, shot himself afterwards. So this dude was just psycho. But that was that was the story, because you had, you had told it, like, in split-up pieces. But mm -hmm. I don't remember how exactly you had said it, but I... For some reason, in that moment, I couldn't remember a single thing about a pit because you had said like, you know, tell him the story about how you, you know, the how you killed a dog, <laughs> killed a dog, <laughs> never killed a dog, and I couldn't. You know. That's not the story that I remember telling. The story I remember telling is is the guy who who stole the dog. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I think you're mixing up things. Cause no, that's, that, I am because I don't know that story. That that is an even funnier story, though. Yeah, that one's funny. The other one, that not one, so funny. yeah. The so <laughs> you can you can Google this. Uh, the first place that I was in on my mission was a, a town called Antonito, and we lived right across the street from this place called Cano's Castle. And if you look at it, uh, it's just 
it's just metal. It's just sheet metal that this guy has built. Uh, you know, and he's got little underground tunnels. I guess he was like a Vietnam War vet. What What was the town called? Did you say Antonito. Antonito. So, it, if you've seen the second Indiana Jones movie, it was filmed in Antonito, the house that he lived in. Oh, that really? Indiana Jones lived in. We were we were a couple blocks down from it. Oh, that's wild. This town had like a thousand people in it, like maximum, and uh. <clears throat> But, uh, yeah, there was a, there was a, a little puppy, like a little like healer puppy that was walking around and we started petting it, ran up to us. And then he, you know, mumbled something. We couldn't quite understand him or hear him. And, uh, he was like, that there's my dog. And we're like, oh, is it? Like, when did you get a new dog? He's like, my dog. And then he just picked it up and (laughs) walked into his house. And I I can't remember how long it was after that, but someone like came down the road afterwards. There were a bunch of signs afterwards that said "missing dog, <laughs> missing puppy." So this dude had just stolen some stray dog. That's crazy. Is that it? There it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Yep. So, and then there's a a place that's not far from that at all. Similar situation called Bishop's Cat. Uh, is it Bishop's Castle? Uh, it's sketchy in, little bridge up there. Yeah. Wow. Yep. So oh, I never noticed that. So the reason why he built that is because he believes that when Jesus is that a bullseye. Yep. So he believes that when Jesus comes, that he's going to go and stand on top of the. You can see like the little like like podium that he's got yeah, almost all where the way it's at the like top there. Yep, all the way at the top. He believes that that's wow. where Jesus is going to come. Oh, I so figured it was Jesus is rocketing from space and he's supposed to hit no, his but, target. Yeah, I I would <laughs> imagine here, that, that that's probably but yeah, I, I guess uh but yeah, he he was a he was a Vietnam vet and Yeah. You we can should only go imagine there. Would you want to go there, Mara? Yeah. Okay. It's it's a fantastic town. It's it's really nice, but it's I mean again, it's got a town of like a thousand people. That was the area that uh I got a gun pulled on me. That's Antonito. Yeah, that was Antonito. Some guy had just gotten out of jail, and we went to go try to comfort him, and he was in an alcoholic rage. Don't you have to get permission to like do this kind of shit to your house? I know. I was thinking the same thing. The code in this area must just be non-existent. We we. <laughs> there's someone has like so, a, like a roll of Reynolds wrap, and they're like, "I'm gonna make a new room on this." So place. there was there was a a county jail in that area and there were little like groundhog hills and me and my companion had bb guns and we would go on that property and shoot and <laughs> shoot like groundhogs Don't all day say it. i know you didn't I'm shoot sorry. groundhogs i didn't shoot ground we shot at them okay but you spooked them <laughs> we spooked them real <laughs> real scaring you piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> but uh he like cops would come out and they would see us all the time and you know they would essentially just <laughs> and they would walk away. They would walk away. No one gave a shit in that town. It was we would go and and shoot pigeons and because pigeons were like a big problem to like some people's and like a, like they had like a crime racket or like, yeah kind of. <laughs> I mean they would just shit on everything. It's lucky though. Yeah, <laughs> it is lucky. It is lucky. But uh, yeah. do, have you seen We Bear Bears? I've I, I'm aware of it. 
you should watch that show. There's it, it's so funny that you said that because they what, the very first episode is Ice Bears Unfaced <laughs> of uh, a pigeon crime syndicate. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. It's I think really funny. I think in my mind it was from Animaniacs. Oh yeah! yeah. Oh my God, those guys are the best. <laughs> I think they had uh, some pigeons that were like that. It's kind of like three pigeons. stages. Yeah, shady pigeons. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> They're coming back in Animaniacs. Yeah, I'm not gonna watch that. Yeah, me either. Yeah, it was kind of like when Ninja Turtles came back. Dude, they were doing a good job, and then uh, one of the uh, the voice actors got fired, which is fucking stupid. And then Seth Green was like, yo, I could play Donatello. And everyone was like, you sound like a fucking asshole. Get out of here. They were like, all right, I guess we do another reboot. <laughs> reboot, everybody. The comic books are doing amazingly, though, because one of the writers uh, is doing like, it, it is in the comic book community right now, being hailed as like one of the best how do you comic screw books. Up, how do you screw up the cartoon, though, just to sell toys? Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay, so they did a, a reboot, right? And they, um, they I remember were, there was like the 3D, yeah, so it was rendered movies, yep. So it was this, this was like computer animated versus, um, you know, like pen style or whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it, cartoon. And they were doing a really good job, like, it actually turned out the, the way that they were doing it was going really well. Um, like Master Splinter was dealing with trauma, and like, so. The more that they went in, it was it was getting to be a really good story. Like, I remember my neighbor and his son were watching it. Landon and I were watching it and, and trying to keep up. And and then yeah, that voice actor got fired. And or it was Leonardo. That's that's who the guy was. And then Seth Green decided to try to do that voice. And it's <laughs> the way that they tried to do it was Leonardo got knocked out, woke up, and had a different voice. Yeah. Oh weird. <laughs> and Raphael was like, "Whoa, what's with your voice?" And he was like. I don't know, man. That sounds almost like Seth Green wrote that. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> and then after that, it was just not as good. Same guy that... The guy that was playing Leonardo was so compelling. He, did, he was doing such a good job. Why um, did they fire him? I don't know. Was it like was it just a contract thing? or? I honestly did a, not Did sure. a bunch of homophobic tweets come back from <laughs> 2010? Honestly, I, I, I really have no idea. Um... But it, yeah, and then they decided to do another reboot, and they're doing a totally different story. It's just not not as good. Because all I remember is like this week the Ninja Turtles are all janitors, and then <laughs> tomorrow you can buy the janitor version of the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Nine ninety six each in the nineties. Yeah, 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 like endless toys. Like yes, ridiculous. Uh, when they had like the Transformer version, where you could flip them like into their shell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that was a lot of that, fun. like a vehicle that shot pizzas. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. There was one that shot uh, manhole covers too. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> of. They would they would suck up manhole covers and then fire the manhole that's cover. That's dope. <laughs> yeah, it's very Brooklyn, which is terrifying. <laughs> Can you imagine a manhole cover? Those things are so fucking hard. Absolutely to pick up. destroyed <laughs> by that. Yeah, that's violent. Yeah, and someone would get hit in the head with it and go, oh, man. Yeah, like, no. It was Jason Biggs? <laughs> That's who it was? It says he was rem- fired from Ninja Turtles. Holy shit. Remind me who Jason Biggs is again. Uh, American, American Pie. Pie. Oh, yes. Okay. So oh my that's God. probably why. <laughs> Offensive tweets. <laughs> no, no way. way! 
<laughs> wow. Oh, called it. He got Manny Pacquiao. <laughs> Manny Pacquiao's doing just fine. And this just this was just revealed a year ago. Or not wow. not Manny Pacquiao, uh uh Kevin Harted. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that is insane. Oh man, that is fantastic. Oh wow. I Holy can't believe shit. it predicted but like I mean that's kind of the er- the era that we live in now, right? That like- is wild. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, every episode I am on the verge of being canceled, so <laughs> I'm hanging by a thread. <laughs> oh, man. Did I, anyone watch those, like, Michael Bay movies? Garbage. And apparently Terrifying. Michael Bay treated the actors like garbage. Did he really? Oh, so bad. So they didn't get paid for the first movie. And they were, like, signing the contracts for the second movie. And the guy who played... Leonardo, again, this guy's always getting <laughs> fucked. Uh, they were like, look, we're going to pay you more money for the second one. And they were like, oh, fine, all right. And they were they would put in like 18-hour days in these animatronic fucking suits. And like apparently it was just horrific. Do you remember these? What the fuck is that? Isn't that disgusting? Wow. I mean, I did used to eat those, not the yeah. green version. No, but- yeah, but like... Remember those little, oh, yeah, those little hostess pies? Yeah. That is disgusting yeah. looking. All right. It's time for our favorite segment. Well, that's good timing. That is good timing. Uh, Mara, you want to grab those, uh, whatever those things are? Oh, man. If my IBS Jeez. wasn't wasn't acting up already. All right, what's the, the name of these bastards? These are jalapeno cassava chips. What's a cassava? Looks like a log. Yeah, I know. It looks like, what is that, turmeric? That looks like that? <laughs> You're up. That's a mighty bag. I remember the first. Ooh, that is a mighty bag. So speaking of crinkling bags, <laughs> I remember the first time that I think I realized that Chris had the potential of being a stand-up comedian was when he pitched... was born. <laughs> <laughs> was when he when he pitched uh, like a. Like a bit about when remember when uh, Sun Chips were doing. I was that? gonna say once you said crinkly bag, yeah. I immediately went to Sun Chips. That's <laughs> I do remember that. And it was a it was a board meeting of everyone. Was in there. Every everybody uh, at the like, Sun one? Chips factory was just. I'll take the backpack. So what we're gonna do here is, <laughs> and it's just nonstop crinkling. Until, yeah, I remember that bit. Until eventually, someone just. Grabbed the bag out of the hand and said, "All right, what else do you got?" <laughs> There's a theme here. Like the bag is sturdy, the chips themselves very. This is like a guitar yeah. pick in my hand. Oh, mine <laughs> snapped in half like immediately. Well, you're very strong. <laughs> this is an odd smell. All right. Oh no. Ready? Oh no. Kind of just tastes like a pita chip. A lot of oil. Yeah, it doesn't have a powerful flavor. Nope, no. nope. I was um, expecting a lot of flavor. Now it, uh, now it kind of tastes like the wood floor of a VFW. It's kind of Pringly, almost. Yeah, I get, I get that a hint of Pringly. Yeah, I'll eat another one. <laughs> I forget that I can't handle spicy foods that well. Is that spicy to you? Yeah, Ooh. I'm a huge puss. Okay. I wouldn't say that. Honey, honey right. But. I would just say you don't <laughs> like spicy food. 
doesn't make you a, a lesser person. Yeah, you idiot. <laughs> Um, I like like, like honey like honey barbecue sometimes is a little intense little much? for me. <laughs> barbecue sauce. Yeah, like so, yeah, like sometimes honey barbecue sauce. I don't know. It wasn't until like my mid twenties that I got on board with spicy food. Right. It took that long. I, Same I, with coffee. Yeah. I usually only ate uh, spicy food if I was sick because it would clear, clear the nostrils. Mm, that's a good idea. I went to school with a kid who. Uh, had a a small container of uh, jalapeno juice to clear his sinuses. He would, uh, I forget what he would mix it in with, but that was like fourth grade kids doing that. <laughs> God damn, dude. No, I'm getting, I get it now. Yeah, I'm getting a little tingles. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Does anybody else want more? You know, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. going to hit it up again. I'm going <laughs> to hit it. So what, I'm going to look that up now. What is cavasa? Cassava. Cassava. It is. It looks like, um, right? Is turmeric the right thing I'm thinking of? Turmeric, I think, looks like ginger. Yeah. Uh, so like, um, the, they look like roots. That looks like a log. <laughs> maybe, right. maybe, I, maybe. Uh, so I, I must not be thinking of the right might thing. Be right. They're like potatoes. Those big things. They're not yams. They're the white, crunchy. Rutabaga. Maybe. It might be what I'm thinking of. Because you can just put salt on it and eat it raw, basically. So it it says, uh, <laughs> the Oxford English Dictionary says, anyways, it's the starchy, tuberous root of a tropical tree used as food in tropical countries, but requiring careful preparation to remove traces of cyanide Holy from the shit. flesh. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> wow. I got that one with a bunch of the the flavor dust on it. Very good. It was just the one. The one I got first was like a top one that didn't get like mixed up. When it had, when it has the dust on it, I'm a fan. So we're like living on the edge. Yeah. So it could be fucking cyanide in this whole bag. Yeah. Well, it's like a lot of foods are like that. Really? Yeah. Like, did you know kidney beans can just kill you? What? <laughs> yeah. You have to if you don't cook them well enough. Yeah. They're, they're like toxic. It's like chicken. Oh uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, raw chicken. Which, by the way, I have a question. Uh... <laughs> as to as to why as to why my bowels suck so bad? No, it's... actually, yeah, that's a more interesting question. Oh, that is that is actually a funny story. So, uh, I got it's a singular story. There was an event that <laughs> before you were fine. So yeah, after your bowels so, were ruined. So um, we so people would feed us all the time as missionaries. It's like a they took pity on us, so they would feed us food. Um, but we were in, uh, I was in Antonito and this family lived on like a plot of land where it was just three trailers. So one person had one trailer, another person had another trailer. And then there was like, a like it's an like Adobe. Commune. Yeah. It was like a, it was like an Adobe house. Cool. Um, in was this, it a premier house? No, but damn it. Anyway. <laughs> Did they live in a PDF file? <laughs> but nothing. So they didn't. They didn't have running water. They, I mean, they didn't have heat, anything like that. These people uh, struggled really, really badly. Um, and they're, they didn't cook the chicken right. They made chicken and they didn't cook the chicken all the way through. But because we didn't want to be rude, 
we just kept eating it. <laughs> you just you knew yep. you just struggled so we, through it. Was yeah. it like fried chicken? Like how could you tell it was undercooked? Well, jicama. That's what I was thinking of. Jicama. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's G comma is what it looks like. It, yep, yep, yep. It's very. It was tough. It was tough and rubbery. Okay. So. And plus, after I cut into it a little bit, there were definitely... So it was literally just yeah, a cut of meat? Yeah, just like, <laughs> oh, yeah, no. it was so... It, was it wasn't like mixed in with something? You had no, to, like, you had no, to no, stir no. it down? Yep. So, <laughs> this is great. Yep. So within like a couple hours, my companion and I are like in the toilet. And we... <laughs> the gross thing about it was we like switched off because we both, for some reason, were having episodes at like the same time. So you, so, had, you had to do shifts on the so, toilet? Like, so, I would go out, in, so I would run the shower and go in the shower and throw up sure. <laughs> and shit at the same time. Yep. And then he would stay on the toilet, throw up in a bucket. And so it was like every other sure. episode we had, we would switch over. I I appreciate the cooperation. That's yeah. yeah. Very it was, cool. It was honestly. great teamwork. Yeah. Like, so, we're going to get through this together. <laughs> but uh, we we both started noticing major concerns when we both started shitting blood. Oh my God. <laughs> so we, we rushed ourselves to the emergency room. Uh-huh. So we, we drove ourselves to the emergency room and we're in this gross ass. Oh, is your mic turned off? Uh... Oh, there you go. You're mic number one. I'm mic number two. That makes sense. Why my stuff wasn't changing before. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it, it was in this like, you know, like ho- what hospitals look like in horror movies. Yes, that's what this place was. <laughs> like there were like old like hospital cots. There were stains everywhere. Stuff is just dripping. Yes, it's like where's this coming yeah. from? Yeah, and um, but I I guess the the doctors there were really good. Um, they went in and they did a bunch of tests and they were like, well, we caught it. In time to where it's not going to do a whole lot of damage, but a significant part of your intestinal lining has been torn up. So we're going to pump you full of fluids and some antiviral whatever shit. And uh, I, what would it be like, antibiotics? I don't know. I was like on the verge of passing out <laughs> within I, I, seconds I, I of arriving. I would think, yeah. yeah it would be bacteria. Yeah. yeah. From so, the like chicken. penicillin or some shit. So he... Uh, he said, I mean, you're going to want to be on probiotics for the rest of your life because if you don't, your your stomach's just going to cramp up and your stomach's just going to digest itself. Do they say there's any like specific food categories to avoid? To... No. Okay. They just they just said take probiotics for the next little bit. And then I, I would, and then I would go off of them, and then my stomach would get worse, and so I had to go to the doctor again, and he was like, yeah, you're just gonna have to stay on them for the rest of your life, otherwise. So, anyways, now you're Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. <laughs> now you're Jamie Lee Curtis. So. Well, um, I'm my, just gonna preach the vegan message. Just go vegan. Yeah, I know. We. <laughs> the, he has problems gaining weight, though. Any tips for that? Yeah, I can't. Um, uh, nuts. Oh yeah, they're high in calories. High calories. Oh, also, those nuts. Uh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> add oil to food. Just cook with oil, <laughs> seed oils. The, so the the problem is not the the diet. the The problem is just the consistency of when I eat. So like I'll, there will be days where I'll go like a full day without eating. And then, so get salted uh, almonds. Salted almonds. Yeah. 
A lot of calories. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a medical professional. <laughs> I just I just like to throw in the vegan message when I get right, it. Yeah. I'm also a piece fuck of shit. Animals. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny, like, if that's why someone was vegan. No, I fucking hate animals. No, they like there's <laughs> actually a guy on YouTube that is like uh uh he's a vegan and he's just like I don't understand you people. Like pigs aren't cute. They're they're ugly. Just leave these. Just leave them alone. Yeah, <laughs> they they really do hate animals. They're like they're gross. Why? <clears throat> why do you have an animal? Why? Why do you want to deal with their weird sexuality? It's gross. That's so funny. There was um. No no. <coughs> but yeah, veganism isn't just what you eat anyway. So I could just say go plant based. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> right. Of course. You're so white and your neck is so long. <laughs> Who are you? On the on the topic of veganism. Mm-hmm. Put that mic closer to your face. <laughs> we, um, uh, I, you know, I played. Josh, here, you see this thing? Yes. You can untighten that and then you can adjust. Oh, boy. Synonym being loosen. There you go. Oh, and now I see. I see. I see. The other way, that way you can. Now, now you can unloosen it. Now I can unloosen. <laughs> yeah, you, you want to... <laughs> Irregardless. It's in the dictionary. Um, on, on, the, on the topic of veganism, we met a guy um, in Colorado. This is the last area that I was in. It was a town called Trinidad. Uh, it was That's like in right, Africa. <laughs> it was on the border of... Or is that in Haiti? Uh, I I've it's in T- Tobago. Yeah, oh. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but the um, it was like right on the border of New Mexico, and I had just played a music festival, like spontaneously. I don't know if I told you that story or not. Uh, you played it. So I I played at it. So we were um, we were at this event. This guy that owned this music store uh, put on this. It was called the the Harvest Moon Festival where all these local artists came in, and I guess he had gotten someone big that was going to come, or someone that was big and local, and they canceled, like, last second like that because they had gotten a better gig last minute. And so he came up to me and said, can you do, like, a 30-minute set? I was like, I hope so. (laughs) And uh, so we went. So I I played a thirty minute set and the person that was supposed to go on before the headline just became the headline. Who? How many people were there? Uh, like two, three hundred. So you played like cover songs? Yeah, it was like a lot of Jim Croce and and uh, Jerry Douglas. Wow. And I I think I did one Panic song. That's wild. Yeah, I can't believe that I hadn't told you that story. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, you love music. Yep. And um, the last time, because you've played in front of like 200, 300 people before. Yeah, at like talent shows and, and Still, stuff like that. That's almost worse because it's all your peers and you have to talk, yeah, to, and you have to, talk, talk to, to them afterwards. I was like, I was a I was a big shot Becker for a little bit. Becker yeah. High school. <clears throat> everybody loved, <laughs> everybody wanted to hear me play Little Lion Man. That was the first song I ever learned how to play on, on guitar. Where's my guitar? I'm not, no, Keep I can't talking. do it. <laughs> Mara, do you have a question for him? <laughs> uh, well, I guess we can do the vegan part of the oh, story Oh, yes, yes, first, yes, sorry. And then we can go back so to the music. So this, uh, 
<laughs> there was a, a jeweler that was in this little a Jew? <laughs> that was in this Learned. little little uh, strip mall um, that we would go and we would hang out with from time to time. And he had a friend who was strongly vegan, uh, but he had been he had been uh, smoking THC like the whole time. And he uh, he gave us this this speech, and it was actually really interesting. His point of view on veganism, his view on it was when you switch t- from you know omnivorous mm-hmm. from an omnivorous diet to a vegan diet. It takes a little bit for the body to adjust it because all of the pain and the sorrow that you put the animals through is leaving your body. Oh, that sounds like someone who's real high. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it was like, I mean, in the moment, I was like, that's pretty cool. But also... I mean, there there is an argument to be made about like uh, flora, like stomach flora. Mm -hmm. If like you eat a certain way for a while, like it, it promotes the certain growth of certain bacteria and then when uh-huh. you change your diet it can be hard to digest like f- like fiber right yeah so it can be a little rough switching over but like it, it was uh it's not because of the sorrow but then but then he but then he said but then you feel relieved because all of that sorrow leaves you all of the it pain does and, and, it and does the, feel the... good at first yeah so i and i asked him i was like are you is that like a symbolic he's like no i mean literally i was like oh wonderful <laughs> but this yeah he was uh yeah, that's there's a lot of there's a lot of fun people in the vegan movement. And you know, I mean that like I I love having conversations like that with people. If if I could have conversations like that with everybody, that would be incredibly ideal. Do you Oh, you have a tuner on there. I was gonna yeah, say I was there. annoying for a short while there. <laughs> and then I backed off being I th- annoying. Yeah, I think everybody I think that's with anything though. Like Chris was super annoying when he turned atheist. So was and, I. And <laughs> I think everybody is. It's just like a lot of new information. I was I was super annoying when I you know when I finally decided like you know I mean maybe I do believe in God and and all this other stuff and I would Bible bash with people all the time and then I lost a shit ton of friends in the process of doing so and I was like maybe <laughs> maybe this isn't Different actually <laughs> yeah maybe this isn't actually what Christianity is supposed sure. to be about. Yeah. So that was uh. You going standard now? Yeah, he's going standard. Lame. I did. Um, I did learn how to play uh, "Screaming Infidelities" by uh, Dashboard Conventional, or Dashboard Confessional. Sorry. How long have you been playing? Oh uh, man. I I started in my my dad. Our dad came into our room one day and said, "I'm going to teach you three chords, and you're going to learn." The rest on your own, I'm sure. So he uh, he came in, or so, I, and then I think I learned everything else from like Matt, probably. It's all tuned now. It's all tuned now. Yeah. Keep going. Was there a? I forgot I had to pee. Have fun. <laughs> um. You so you play often? Like no, so? I I I hardly ever play at all anymore. It's really really sad. Yeah. And I, I, I don't, it's not even necessarily that I don't have time. I, so when I first like started doing it, I was really, really into it. Sure. I would like write music and all that other good stuff. And then like, I think just as I got older and as I like matured more, I looked at all of like my lyrics and I was like, this is really stupid. <laughs> like I'm writing really stupid songs. 
like I, about like I can I can um, relate to that in a different way. like artistically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to draw nonstop yep. like all the time, and then it just fell off at a certain point. It, honestly, like around how old you are now. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny <laughs> to think about. Like it just dropped completely yeah. off, and then it did come back later. And when it came back, I w- I was much happier with what I was doing. Yep. So yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah. and like, yeah, and and you know I like so I'll I'll play, but I never I never went back into it seriously the the way that I I had originally hoped and dreamed. I made like demos. Yeah, I had that's a, cool. We we had a guy at, uh, that we went to church with that we had demos with, but he never taught me anything about timing or anything like that. So everything that I made and wrote and played just sounded awful. <laughs> And my, my voice was, t- I, I think I tried sounding like, uh, Frank Sinatra. No, not even Sinatra. It, it was more like, uh, I probably wanted to sound like, I don't know, like secondhand serenade. Um, T.I. <laughs> like someone that wasn't you. Like, like, you like the, like the usual, that. like indie artist, like the weird whiny, like, I've got you. like that weird. It's like when everyone tried to sound like the Creed guy. Yeah. Like, it's not their voice. <laughs> they just like they just try to be a different voice. Yeah. Yeah. I that's gotta be a struggle for a lot of people. Finding Finding your actual how they yeah. Finding your actual voice. Mm-hmm. I never found it. <laughs> the the times when I sing the best are when I'm impersonating someone. Yeah. Why is that? I don't know. Like uh cough syrup. Have you heard that song? Uh, One more spoon yes. of now. Who's that by? Uh, something giant. Something giant. Yeah, that's funny because that would actually be a good band name. <laughs> something giant. What's up? We are something giant. I actually always wanted to do uh, Young the Giant. Young the Giant. Yes. Oh, they're the ones that uh, um, Mind Over Matter. I only know the one song. You only know the one song. Okay, yeah. never mind then. Everyone, you hear this stuff? Uh, they were on the radio, and then okay. Glee did a cover. Okay. Or performed it on the show, I guess. Normie, um, normie shit. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. normie shit. Normie shit. I mean, there's other songs that I've heard uh, that I like forgotten that I'd fallen in love with, but like uh, that's always fun. Uh, have you heard of a love like pie? No. God. Oh yeah. They were fantastic. They came out with a new song and then they just dropped yeah, off the face of the earth not, again. They, they, I'm gonna keep on rocking till I die, till I die. <laughs> yeah, it's just not not what they were doing before. And I I don't know what the band issue was where they couldn't do any of their old stuff and they're not allowed to release it on iTunes. So they're most stupid. And yeah. I, and like it looks like it was just one guy now. You know what? Actually, since it's not on any label, I could probably play one of their songs. <laughs> oh, good point. Without, yeah, without the fear of demonetization, because they're the whatever the fuck happened with that band. Yeah. If anything, he'd probably send you an email like, "Hey, man, <laughs> thanks for thinking of me." Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, personalized email. Yeah. If you want me to call into the podcast, talk about the. You want to hang out sometime? <laughs> Let's go to Sizzler. And then, in, and then in parentheses, he puts, "Please, for the love of God." <laughs> <laughs> I'm so lonely. I'm so alone. Well, that's kind of like me, honestly. Yeah. How long, how long are you asking me to stay? I cannot stand to watch you 
You were trying to do this? No. Oh, okay. We're just talking about bands that like we impersonate. Like, oh, okay. Well, and shit that I like that like it, it's weird to forget about that. But Kim uh, uh, was li- like asked me to look at my old YouTube for something. And I forgot that with YouTube, uh, people could see the playlists that you saved. Because I can't mm-hmm. log back into that YouTube account. I can't remember the fucking password. And um, the playlist that I have on there is like all these songs. It was like, holy shit, we used to listen to these mm-hmm. all the time. And none of them were bands that got big after the fact. Like no. it was all stuff that like 89.3 The Current. Like I would be exhausted on my way home from working a fucking night shift. And I would hear these songs and just be like, God. Oh, Sigaros, I guess they're like one band that maintained and uh, globally is still like a highly revered band. But like beyond that, it's all stuff that like I fucking it sucks that they're not still doing this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I, I guess I do. I I did have one band that I think I it, the main I probably mm. if, if I was probably trying to sound like anybody, it was probably the main. They're good. They are good. I hear that they're like weird when they perform, though, because I know you guys what saw do you them mean? when. Well, they they just carry themselves differently. Because I I, rem- I remember when you and Kim saw them when they opened for Taking Back Sunday mm-hmm. at the Caboose, and Kim had talked about how they kind of like flaunted. <laughs> oh, it's just the yeah yeah yeah. So like, um, the lead singer is very much like. Uh, have you ever seen Father John Misty perform? No. It's so hard to describe, but like there's remember all the all the bands like I've seen live were at that place where the toilet didn't have a stall. Oh yeah, oh the vault. <laughs> so, but they uh, there's this like meta version of dancing, like they know that the dance moves that they're doing don't <laughs> match the songs that they're singing. Oh, okay, so it's like it's like that, um, and that's yeah. So that makes sense. I'm I've met and interviewed those guys. Yeah. Oh. oh, that's right. You did. And then I met and interviewed. Uh, what the fuck are they called? Uh, American authors. No, I actually was supposed to interview them, but it never happened. I interviewed a lot of bands. ZZ Ward was a big one for you. Anyways. Yeah, that was pretty wild. Especially because she was from where we kind of grew up. Yeah, that's right. Uh yeah, her growing up in the Portland scene, that was that was pretty cool to connect. And she like kept pointing at me during her set because I was like dancing <laughs> along and took really good photos. She's like, "Oh my god, <laughs> what is she doing now?" Like I don't think she's she, put out. No, any... yeah, she's still doing. Stuff. Has she? Oh. Yeah, I, I just looked at her stuff not too long ago, and she's still touring. And the the weird thing is like, there's radio bands. So like um, iHeartMedia, a big a big radio show uh, used to be Z100, okay, and there would be Z100 channels throughout the the states, and so there are bands that like strictly did their shows, which is really weird. Like when you think about like uh, Disney Channel musicians, yeah, how there's that whole circuit. Yep, <laughs> um, there are bands that are like the strict radio right. circuit. It's really it was very odd, and so ZZ is kind of like one of those bands where, like, she's just a radio circuit band. Yeah. So like Jingle, uh, Jingle Ball, um, shit like that. City's ninety seven stuff. Right. They they pretty much just do radio events. 
Okay. It's very that makes interesting. Sense. Yeah. So she's probably making something absolutely fantastic and we just Well can't. now radio's going down. Like yeah. DJs from iHeartMedia just got laid off, so there's other DJs that are having to put in overtime, so now they're getting like an hour of airtime. <laughs> right, yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't know how like how radio stays alive. Yeah. Podcasting is taking over. Podcasts are what's getting them numbers now versus uh, music. Because everybody's listening to Apple Music or Spotify. Like, nobody listens to the radio anymore. Right. It's annoying yeah. as fuck. Yeah. I listen to a lot of <laughs> ASMR. Yeah, I love ASMR. The, like, yeah, the... <laughs> Finger flutter lady, I yeah, love the... <laughs> her. God, it's the best. Yeah, that is... And then a lot of platforms are just, like, like YouTube and Twitch yeah. TV. Like, you just... If you even try to play a song, it gets like canceled off. It just yeah. mutes your channel. Does Vivo is Vivo owned by YouTube? Good or, question. Or is it its own separate thing? I really don't know. I I think it's either a contractual thing or it's or it's probably owned by. I don't understand the the copyright stuff because. Like, why would you not want a couple of kids reacting to a song from, like, 1982? So, yeah. what they Like, do, no one's ever heard of it. Like, so, what they do now, they used to pull it, right? Yeah. They used to pull your video. But now, they just... If your video hits the monetization mark, then the money that you would be making from YouTube goes to that artist. Yeah, but I, I just think that's disincentivizing to the people that are making the content that's getting basically like free advertisement well, for but a band the that's dropped off. really need it. Well, like Phil people, Collins? People like, people like, <laughs> people like Lil Wayne really struggle with. Well, I mean, when... you think about uh, that, uh, that guy that went viral on TikTok, the guy who's longboarding with Ocean Spray. Yeah. Yeah, that song blew up after that. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Uh, yeah, so I get I can feel it in the air tonight. That blew up after a couple of kids, like, yeah, when ape shit over yeah. it, like it was really entertaining to watch. Like, like they weren't gonna make anything off of it without them. Yeah, right. I, I think it's to protect. So those are examples of where those those people are benefiting from it. So it's the examples of <laughs> artists who are struggling. Because like a, a good example would be like a band that uh, that I'm friends with, the Unlikely Candidates. Yes, they don't make that much money. Right, and. If people aren't going off of this song and going and, and buying the album, because like a skate video, if a skate video uses a song in a section and it just mashes with the part and nobody does anything with it afterwards and that gets a ton of views, the band is fucked. And like they, they're. They would have been fucked either way. Yeah. Like if I made a song and it ended up in a skate video and that got like a million views. I'd be so excited. You wouldn't feel jaded at no, all in not, a sense? Not, not at all. <laughs> I would comment on the video like, dope. Yeah, but also, the, like the unlikely candidates, that's they're living. Like, that's all they do. So if, if they get nothing from it and they're like, dude, I'm sleeping on the... I was going to say sleeping on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> See, now you know where I'm coming the, from. I, I, that's funny. I think another part of it as well is... A lot of times it's not the artist, but it's like the company that right. they're associated with. Sure. So like oh, someone, not, yeah, yeah, so that's true. Take take an artist for 
Well, like, Jack. Okay, so Jack Johnson. Yes. Uh, a, a clip we we used uh, his uh, French. I forget what it's called. Something French. Um, as background music for an ad that we were reading, and uh, YouTube flagged it. It's mm-hmm. like Jack Johnson didn't see that shit, and then go, hey, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like someone, um, when uh, when Panic at the Disco released Death of a Bachelor, he the, he went like on Periscope or whatever, like the live streaming thing was at the time, and I think Periscope, I think you're right, Periscope. Yeah, and uh, someone said, well, is there a way that we can get the album for free? And he was like, go to YouTube, <laughs> go to whatever. You know, YouTube to MP3, mm-hmm. free site, you can download the album. I don't care. <laughs> so. Yeah, he, but he is a guy, and and actually now the climate has changed. So now those artists are really struggling because where they would make the most money is when they would hit the road and sell merch. So mm-hmm. if you're, you're selling X amount of tickets and selling X amount of merch, now they can't do that. Now they really need that fucking money. Yeah. So this is where I like... This is the the intersection of capitalism and art. Yeah, it's disgusting. Like it should just be, if you make art, you just want to share it with people. But now it's like, oh, I have to like sell shirts. Yep. <laughs> and like, and then you have this company over you that's like actively preventing your music from being shared because they want every single penny that can be squeezed out of that yep. music. And that's well, this, why I left the music scene. <laughs> this, this this podcast is a good example of that because like there are times when it doesn't make sense to Kim why I'm working so hard at it because we're not making any money from it. And when so like that is the same struggle that the artist has is like they want to have a family, they want to have this life, but yeah. they also want to be able to make this art. Sure. And time is the most valuable commodity and money just allows you to have. So that's my viewpoint on money is like money is not the thing. Stupid. Like, I don't give a shit if I could if I could live in a home and be able to do the thing that I love. That's all I care about. So money just equates to me being able to do what I actually. Yeah. am am, and what makes me feel fulfilled. I I think we. That was kind of like in, engraved in us as kids, almost. That like money was never really. You just so it wasn't money; it was success to secure. Yes. So as soon as you feel secure, then, then that that's where you can like truly be happy. Is kind of like how we were raised. Right. So education equates success most of the time. Yep. Um. So that was yeah, that was definitely instilled. But, but yeah, dad doesn't really give a shit about money. Um, <laughs> clearly <laughs> like really he just, he and he knows that he knows yeah. it like if you don't have to worry about that's all money does is it just gives yeah. you a pass to not have to worry for x amount of hours yeah yep so, yeah, but yeah it's, it's fucking super tough I, I so i do want to like like the busking scene in europe yeah is like people act, can actually live off of that whereas in the states like you're getting ticketed constantly yeah. and you can't that would be the most pure form of an artist just living you know bare minimum and being able to be fulfilled is like that that busk lifestyle like if you want to contribute great i'm going to do this either way yeah. yeah yeah but like living in a society where you don't have to worry about health health care and 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 right, shit exactly like that. yeah that was that was my favorite part about going to new york city actually 
was the busking scene. See, and, and they and get how, ticketed all the fucking time. But they don't they don't give a shit. They're just going to move on to the next station and <laughs> Yeah. They have like their own little rule system. Yeah. You know? like, like, well, they don't, when this happens, you go here. Yeah, if it happens, you know, go to yeah. the next spot. And uh, you know, but there's no like territory wars on it. What like, are you talking about? At, le- at least the the crackhead that I talked to that was playing guitar in, in a subway first time I went to New York City. Oh, in the subway, yeah. It's yeah. Different. <laughs> <laughs> but like in Central Park and like around New York mm-hmm. City, there definitely are like territory. Yeah. Uh, this is my spot. Like yeah. Manhattan area probably more. I guess I'm not super familiar with Manhattan, but like, um, yeah, I, I know that like uh, with like the, I always think of the the people that pretend to be statues. Yeah. Like, that's a lot of work to get to that spot. Yeah. And to have all of your shit ready, and you have to tear it down. So they're there all day long. Like, because they, they know that if they move, like, this is the high traffic spot. So if I move, I fucking lose this. So yeah. So, like, there's, if you, there's a rabbit hole of, of, like, turf wars between... Which is hilarious to watch, like a guy that's painted completely silver fighting, yeah. <laughs> fighting somebody else. Uh, yeah, you never really see them leave their station. Yeah. So like, I almost fighting I kinda... in character. There's like a mime with an yeah. invisible sword, <laughs> and there's just like the Tin Man. That would be great if, like, once a month they were like, "All right, who who's doing the least good? Like, who who didn't make that much money this this month? Steve. All right. So at 10 a.m. You show up late, and we get into it, and then you're gonna win the spot, and I'll go away, and then you can have. Yeah, that'd be a good way to do it. Yeah, yeah. But really yeah, I would never. If if like I I don't care like I do this I don't care if I ever ever made money off of it. Wait, I, we're not getting paid to do this. Yeah, true. Yeah, I mean, I I, I felt a little awkward when when uh, Rebecca was bringing up the fact that Jalen doesn't get paid. And he's the producer. The audio engineer. The audio engineer. Which, for that podcast, a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> There's, you know, eight different mics or whatever the fuck. And sure, yeah. he's doing a lot of stuff. But yeah, he, once I heard that, I'm like, oh, that's a legit. That sounds like a legit person. <laughs> I'm not legit. <laughs> Do you ever mess with the knobs when you're sitting in the chair? I stare at the thing sometimes. <laughs> Uh, like for for Andy last night, I was constantly adjusting the thing because he has such a like low voice. But then when he would get excited, it would oh, get really sure. high. And yeah. it's like, <laughs> there's actually a, there's a podcast I watch called The Majority Report, and uh, like one of my favorite people on that show, he got hired on as a producer, and it was like the same situation as me, where I was just like, "Sure, I'm a producer now. What the fuck does that?" Mean? I don't know. <laughs> and then like. People had to teach him how to do like everything, and uh, like we had the same initials. Oh, really? Yeah, and like I don't know. There's all these odd parallels. He ended up having he did he died this past summer, sadly. Oh. Yeah, and he died of the thing that I almost died of. No way. Yeah. Wow. Which which is a blood clot. Oh damn. Yeah, and and they uh, just recently found out they he had a couple of genetic mutations. Just, wow. He had one of the same mutations as me. That is insane. Yeah. Don't fucking die. <laughs> I beat it twice. <laughs> All right. So he had another, like, he was really unlucky. He had uh, another uh, another mutation. So, yeah, he, he had two mutations working against him. Damn. Unfortunately. And, like, 
yeah, that's just like a thing that people don't know about, and I wish they really did because it, it's it takes people real young. And because wow. I was twenty, you were looking at me funky earlier. Did you want me to put my hat back on? Yeah, it was brave of you to okay. take your hat off. <laughs> You say brave? Yeah. Well, yeah. Look at this <laughs> shit. How did, did how did did it skip you? Yeah, I don't know. I know you were concerned. I was concerned. Yeah. He still kind of is. But I mean, that's <laughs> just mature. I'm just killing it in the hair department. Yeah. No, Matt's doing uh, a hell of a lot better than all of us. Mm-mm. Matt? Our brother. Which one's Matt though? The sexiest one. Yeah, he's a good-looking one. The not the oldest. Not, not the, the he's oldest. the he's the one that's just older than me. I think I don't know who that is. Probably not. Or he's just barely older than me. Okay. Well, I shouldn't say barely. Yeah. Seven. It's about a seven year difference. <laughs> Maybe I do know. Cause was he on the other? Was he on the other podcast? Mm-mm. You probably took a sword from him in in Walmart and said you can have it back have, at the end I of the still day. Have at it. the end of the day. It's got a, a name, <laughs> the name on it and everything. Like, sorry, sorry, kids. Yeah. Sorry, kids. <laughs> do we do we get into the sad? Is this usually the you part where get we to get the sad in, stuff? Where we get into the sad stuff? Sure. Start picking. <laughs> you wanted okay. So last song? night you stayed for way too long, and I wanted you to leave. <laughs> and uh, what's funny? So he does it every time. He'll initiate like I was the initial. There. Yeah. Come like, downstairs. Hey, yeah, come downstairs. No, we're gonna go. No, you need to come. Yeah, downstairs. Yeah, no, you need to come downstairs. And then he gets mad and is like, "Why the still fuck haven't it? you left yet?" Well, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> Just keeps bringing up things. I, but I showed you the thing, and then yes. Ash, Ashlyn was like, "All right, we gotta, we gotta get out of here." And I but was then like, we "All just right." Kept. No, you kept. Yeah, I kept. You're right. Okay. I don't see like any of you that often anymore. All right. Well, anyways, you told me last night that you wanted to write a letter. Yeah. uh, Originally, I was going to write a letter. And then so initially when I first asked you to be when I when I asked to. Well, I I guess I didn't really even ask to be on the podcast. It was very Jewish. It was a very Jewish (laughs) argument. (laughs) We did. uh, You know, because I asked my two older brothers to be on the podcast because I don't have a lot of memory of our childhood when we moved around a bunch because mm-hmm. I, I was alive when we like we went from Washington to Idaho, New York. Uh, we were in Arizona for a little bit. We were all over the fucking place, but mm-hmm. I don't remember a lot of that. Right. So I needed them to fill in certain gaps to see what the fuck was going on. Right. And then so I did family photos in exchange for them coming on the podcast. That's why they agreed to do it. As we're about to leave <laughs> to go back home to record the thing, Josh goes, you know, it's not that I want to be on, but it'd be nice to be asked. I don't I, I don't want to dance, but I at least want to be asked. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so we started going back and forth and I was like, you want to be on the podcast? What do you want to talk about on the podcast? What do you want to do on the podcast? And we did a lot of like... It reminded me of like a stereotypical like Jewish argument. Yeah, Just yeah. Because I don't know if you know that, but like, uh, like real real Jewish families can get real passionate, and it <laughs> seems like it's like the end of the world, but then they're fine afterwards. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's we know that because our aunt is Jewish. Hundred percent Polish Jewish. Polish Jewish. Um. So, 
you want this T-shirt? You don't like the T-shirt. You want a T-shirt? I'll get you the T-shirt. Don't worry if, Don't worry about the shirt. It's not going to give you cancer. My dad died of cancer. It's fine. It's his shirt. You want the shirt? You don't want That's the shirt. That's right. The cancer. You don't like it? You don't love it? <laughs> she, uh... It's very intense. Ashlyn's, Ashlyn's wearing the, the boots that she got her for, <laughs> for Christmas right now. You want these boots? You don't like the boots. They remind you of the SS boots? You but don't have Ashlyn, to think about the but, SS boots. <laughs> but Ashlyn, Ashlyn was super... You know, she knew how to, how to handle the situation right off the bat because we she talked just, about it so yeah much. we yeah we had talked about hey melissa's gonna want to take you out just say yes to everything <laughs> she's gonna try and fucking kill you watch your back you have you have a couple of those stories with wally don't you of waiting in the car well he has to deal with like or is that dad what do you mean well like i've, I've heard that wally was like involved in or had like friends that were mobsters they all had friends that were mobsters. Right. But I I remember, and I couldn't remember you're who talking, it was. You're probably thinking about, because um, waiting in the car for stuff, that would have been Vinny when he took yeah. us to a, a Yankees game. Where in, I don't even know. Could you look up where Yankee Stadium is? It's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I want to say that it's in Brooklyn. But I know. I, nice. keep, I keep thinking the same thing. Is it in Brooklyn? Uh, located in Concourse, Bronx, New York. Oh, in the Bronx. Yeah, okay. okay, okay. Kind of. Yeah, so you're Wait, in the Bronx. Wait, is the Bronx different than Brooklyn? Yeah. It is. Okay. Just checking. Um, But, so, we're in the Bronx, just outside the stadium, and Vinny parks a car on the side of the road, and he's like, all right, Uncle Vinny's going to go into that alley <laughs> with that guy. He called himself Uncle Vinny to you guys? Well, yeah, you got to... Yeah, I suppose. Anyways, <laughs> okay, guys, Uncle Vinny's going to go in the alley with that guy. If I don't come back in 10 minutes, you call this number. <laughs> you're like, what the fuck, man? Oh, All that man. for a bag of weed? Yeah. <laughs> Is what that is what that? he was getting? Uh, sometimes I just get something stuck in my head and I have to make sure it exists. Uh, <laughs> it's a mobster lobster. There it is, mobster lobster. This is the Dude, perfect I want to get that shit. tattooed. Will you send that to me? <laughs> mobster lobster. Holy shit, that's funny. Can we get matching tattoos now? You would you want to get a tattoo? Yeah, I've always wanted to get a tattoo. <gasps> matching neck tattoos. Yeah. You get his neck tattooed on you, and then you get <laughs> his neck tattooed on you. That's funny. with the neck oh, tattoo. Yeah. Tattooed on the neck tattoo, but not on your neck. Yeah, that's. Wonderful. I like it. I do like it. Um, so you wanted to write a letter. So I, I should, uh, yeah, this was, this was the thing that I was going to talk to you about. Don't rub your eyes. Jalapeno stuff. Oh yeah, I suppose. It's been washed off my hands for a while now. You washed your hands when? I mean. (laughs) Did you guys go wash your hands? I've been peeing this whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, no, I, so for, for some reason. Uh, my my therapist had put me on a higher dosage of. You have a therapist right now. Yes, I I had um, I I had been put on a on a higher dosage of of the medication that I'm currently taking, and I guess a common side effect is that you just get really irritable, and like certain things that don't bother you like just really piss you off all of a sudden. So like for some reason there's something that was heightened in it. So I just got the dosage to go back down. Or I just had them re-lower the, uh, the dosage. It's just me. Oh, thanks. Because, uh, I mean, because I was doing it everywhere. I was snapping at people at work and, and 
Mm. That wasn't necessarily good for morale. So that was that was coming from a place of of uh of just pure chemical imbalance and and whatnot. And and I don't know why for some reason I chose that moment to be so bothered by it. Oh, you're talking about the when you Yeah. I get when, okay. when I when I blew up. Because I, I even talked to mom and dad about it and I you know, talked to mom and, and said, you know, I really don't know what happened. Mm. Like I don't I don't know why I got the way that I did. And for for a while I went on this huge rant and I was gonna do this like big like letter because I I had wrote a letter to you once before and then there were other things that were bothering me but again it was all coming from this place of like just frustration and I felt that everybody else got to deal with their like portion of their trauma mm. like when when it came to I don't know like your alcoholism or, or whatever it was um uh Clarify, it was alcoholism. Right, yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the thing was. Yeah, or, you know, you're, you're not, you're, you're non-sobriety. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was going to write a letter that was like, you were a total asshole to me. You, like, would beat the shit out of me. and there were, I would not beat the shit out of you. That you remember. <laughs> I, I would slap you around. It's not beating right. you up. But, so, again, this was all incredibly heightened. And then uh, I remembered a, a time when we were, when we had gone to visit you in the hospital. And, you know, I had, I think I had said something along the lines of like, you know, I probably have not been the best brother to you up until this point. Mm. And you had said, well, it's not like I've been the greatest to you either yeah. for all these years. And like the whole time I was going through this, like he's never acknowledged anything that he's ever done to me and, and whatnot. And like... All this other, yeah, exactly, right. Like mm-hmm. it, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense now. And then I went back to that moment, and I was like, "That was the acknowledgement." Well, you know, I, I I acknowledge it all the time. Like there's so there's things that you don't know about. So like, right when it comes to so, I and I've talked about you a lot on this podcast. I in, know you have. <laughs> in that, the way that so, the. It's not just a chemical imbalance. Like, our whole family has some type of chemical imbalance. Right. Anxiety or depression. Like, everybody leans some way in, in that regard. Uh, antisocial, shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but with you, you had an extra layer. Just like I have an extra layer of, of things that I deal with. And so, when you were learning how to speak, the way that you learned how to speak was by quoting the TV. Yep. And you could do it like right on the head like you would do a word for word breath for breath a beat for beat yep. um fucking reenactment of these things and at first we thought it was it was adorable and then we started to notice that it was the only way yeah, you it was could the communicate only. and i for me like it, the the most defining moment was i was like shaking you cuz you were you you were quoting this show that we had just watched and and trying to apply it to something that was going on in the kitchen i was like what are you trying to say? And you just still couldn't find the words. The big turning point in when you were starting to formulate your own stuff, mm-hmm. the only way you seemed to learn how to navigate was through arguing, through debate. Yep. Uh, it, it was the, like, so in these moments where, like, 
there was no argument in sight. Like there was no sides that could be perceived. You would find a way to start arguing about something. Mm -hmm. And I would, so like people would come to me and be like, I was just arguing with Josh about this. I'm like, you got to remember like right now, like that's the main way that he knows how to communicate. Yeah. And even though I knew that, and so we, I would try and get the family on board with that. You would catch us off guard. So I, I would get sucked into it because I'm the same way. Like I, I have that whole, um, it's like uh, a defiant. No, it's, like um, a, like codependency issues. So when I see right. an injustice, I have to be like, so if I hear somebody's stance and it's com- to what I think is completely wrong, right? I have to talk until they agree with the way that I think. Yeah. So it didn't pair well. So we would argue a lot and I would get agitated. And a lot of the times I was just trying to, to end it as quickly as I could because I knew like this isn't, there's no way that this is how he feels about every single thing that we yeah. talk about. So, I mean, yeah, I try, but I didn't do I didn't do the best job. And you know, I mean, the teenage years probably brought out the worst in that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, but on top the, of that, you're growing up, yeah. and the 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 barrier to entry was a lot for you, right? And I and I mean it really only got worse from there for some reason, like and and, I, and when you got to your twenties, there was a, a fairly significant difference, right? In the way that, and I think that you mirrored the altruistic aspect of of us, um, of our family, and you were so we saw that you were able to be really nice to strangers mm-hmm. which was a huge huge improvement like be whatever you are to us but out in the real world you're yeah. a completely different person and you're and you're able to, to function and, and not be perceived as a as a, as a jackass yeah yeah exactly and i yeah i mean i i take full disclosure on that so you take full disclosure i can't talk full responsibility there we go that's the word i was looking for <laughs> Not the not the Michael Douglas movie. I'd like to take this full disclosure, please. <laughs> well, can I at least have half of the disclosure? Um, and uh, yeah, and I, I don't really remember much, you know, after that. But I, I do remember that you and I seemed to be the one that that fought a lot. Yeah. As kids. Yeah, for sure. And and uh, well, for Matt, it was easier to just pretend like it, nothing was happening. Well, he, yeah, Matt just never said anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's away. what I mean. Is like you yeah. just pretend that nothing's going on, and then he would just continue to exist in his own little world. Yeah, and it worked out great for him. For them, yeah, most and, of the time. And like, I mean, I mean that genuinely. It it did work out. Yeah, pretty well for him in the end, because he still does it. <laughs> and that's a whole other whole other discussion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what that the letter was going to be about that? The letter, yeah, it was essentially, it was essentially going to be like, you know, I I I don't even know what I was going to say. It was going to be like a list of things that I remembered. That I mean, and the the realization that I that I came to, and I I don't know what exactly. I think I just kind of woke up and was like, this is kind of stupid that I keep holding on to this and that it keeps circulating in my mind 
to the point where it eats me away and I change my mind on it every time. Like, no, this actually needs to be taken care of. And so, you know, I mean, it was just, it was one of those things that I just said, I, I can't really afford to keep holding on to it. And especially since it had happened so long ago. You're talking about the golf course thing? No, not even the golf course thing. The The golf course thing was something, I mean, that was totally completely different situation. That was also pretty predictable it was a, a thing that i could manage moving on from mm. um i there were just like other things in like like the ch- in in like growing up in that house with you living there as well that just just weird things would just kind of keep coming back and i think something like in my subconscious forced me to do that just so i could bring shit out on you and so I could just make you feel even shittier than you probably already felt. Well, I think uh, the self-righteous tendencies, because I was, I'm easily the loudest of the brothers. So like, right. I'm the one talking the most, mm-hmm. and it, I would imagine it feels unfair that my voice is getting heard so much more than everybody else's. So how do I get up there so that I'm seen at the same level that he's being seen at? Mm-hmm. Um, and the only way to do that seems to be through argument. Yeah. How can, how can I be louder than him? Yep. And that's a fault. Yeah. Again, that's a, that's a fault of this whole self-righteous codependent bullshit that I was on. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's only within the last six months that I've even been able to start to change that shit. Right. Yeah. (laughs) That was also beautiful. Thank you. That was the, that was the real turd tear jerker. Uh, Did you say turd jerker? <laughs> I thought I heard the the lower dosage of my medication now prevents me from turd jerking. Yeah, from turd jerking. <laughs> it's fair. Uh, you really do have bad like digestive problems. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of there! <laughs> uh, and for a while, I I tried playing playing that into. You know, it was everybody else in my family's fault that I tried to kill myself, right? Mm. Where it was, but that was another thing that I had to look into it and and say there was already so much going around. I mean, you had you had been around for it. I I don't know if you had paid much attention to it. You probably didn't. Um, but there were there were two kids in my class that had committed suicide. Here's what mom and dad told me. Uh. Josh is sad, and he's scared that he might hurt himself. That's what they told me. Oh, so they nobody told me that you had an actual attempt. Yeah, yeah, there were the 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 one anyways that I can remember. Um, I like I walked to the edge of eighty second where nobody follows the speed limit, mm. and uh, there was a car that was coming by, and I nearly jumped out, and for some reason. Like something stopped me, mm. whether it was an external force or or not, something kept me from doing it that day. So whether or not you want to call it an, an attempt or not, it sounds like you're a quitter to me. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> uh, fucking pansy! <laughs> oh, you fucking bitch! I, yeah, I wonder if somebody. It's had a been... Prius. You're not even gonna feel it. <laughs> 
<laughs> I wonder if somebody had been watching in the cornfield and like, do it, no balls. <laughs> What's she doing over there? She's uh, gonna jump in front of that Prius. <laughs> I can't. It well, I mean, no one drives a Prius out in that area, so it was probably like a like a Chevy truck. I didn't see it fully until, and I I honestly don't really even remember much of it other than it was very scary, and I just ran back home. Um. But I, I tried pinning it on. I, I had been belittled so much in in this family that you were. You know, it's not. It's not. It's not that you were overreacting. Right. Like the, our family just d- did not know how to handle mental health stuff. Right. Because Dad had seen so much shit in his life and came out the way that he did, that he thought that as long as people know that they're loved, mm-hmm. then they'll they'll turn out okay. They'll be able to get through whatever it is that they're dealing with. Right. But with with real mental health issues, it's just not the case. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of a lot of work that you have to do. It's the same thing with sobriety. Like simply not taking the substance doesn't fix the problem. Yeah. There's more to it. So you got there's yeah. Love helps for sure. But there's actual work that needs to be done afterwards. Would would you say that that's improved in our family then? Yeah, it started to for sure. I mean, yeah, Dad didn't really, and we've talked about it where like he just didn't know, like how to actually deal with it because he'd been sad before, mm-hmm. but he knew what he did, and just was confused as to why that wasn't working. Right. Like, in his mind, I'm here. Why, how can you not feel safe if I'm right here? Yeah. So it just didn't register with him. Um, I think anybody who's new to that kind of environment, I think that's the general response. Because I had a lot of people that that was the same way. The girl that I was dating at the time was the same. The whole same concept way. of uh, this gets said a ton in yeah. mental health, which is how come I'm not enough? Yeah. Yeah. How come... You know, am I not doing enough for you? Why are you still depressed? Yeah, people used to get mad at me. Yeah. Which... Oh, yeah, that's super common too. And it, it's it's that um, it's the when like I yell at the kids to get out of the road. Right. I'm yelling because I want to make sure you don't get hurt. Yeah. But like, there's no because you can't be like. Huh, get out of the road, sweetie. Yeah. You don't want to be in the road. Yeah. Like that. That it's so sudden because it seems so obvious to you. And so from your friend's perspective, it seems so obvious that I'm such a great support system. Yeah. That they're not leaning on me. Get out of the road. Yeah. Come over here. What are you doing? Yep. So it, it, it manifests as anger because they just don't, they don't understand. Yeah. They don't, they don't really know how to react to it. And, uh, it was, it was all over our school too. Cause those, you know, like I, there were two kids that uh, committed suicide, like my sophomore year, and then my junior year, the kid that I sat next to in math class looked over at me one day and said, "You know, I don't really understand people that don't value their life so much to the point where they feel like the only way that they can do is end it." And then he died in a car crash, like a week after that. And you know, I don't know if. If the if anybody has fully come to terms with it yet, but it sounds like everybody is ruling it as a suicide because I guess they looked at the but yeah to spare the details 
they later ruled it as a as a suicide. Mm. He sent out like a like a note, you know, and everybody took the note in completely different ways, and nobody fully knew how to interpret it. Mm. Just something he'd sent out a tweet that just said, you know, taking the easy way out, and then uh. we never saw him again. And then there were pastors and and priests that were saying, well, we we that could mean literally anything. I think it's pretty obvious, you know, but that, I mean, that obviously had a, I think that was the driving force that, because I, I started doing terribly in school and I was thinking about killing myself again and, you know, so that was what led mom to, mom and dad to put me in Clara's house. I don't know if you Oh, that's that. where you went? Yep. I went to Clara's house. It's in Sartell, I think. And I was there, I was only there for like three weeks. I don't think that. I don't think that is there anymore. Uh, yeah, I think it's I think in. You're uh, right. It's it, I, there's still a Claire's house. It's just not. I don't think it's in Sartell anymore. There was there was one in North Dakota, from what they told me, and I, then I think that I want to see the other ones in like Plymouth or something like that. Yeah, sounds about right. Because I mean, yeah, that was that was seven years ago. That was two thousand. Yeah, it was like two thousand thirteen. Sorry. I know. <laughs> Coinciding events. <laughs> Seven years ago was a big year. Yeah. And so, um, and but nobody, nobody in my school knew how to handle it. So everybody always said the teachers need to do something about this. I was like, right. What do you want them to do? They, pro- they There's no way that they don't feel the same things that you're feeling right now. Yeah. Well, uh, the thing is, is that uh, kids unload a lot onto teachers mm-hmm. and it's what are teachers doing with that information right yeah so they're they're uh mandated reporters yep are they reporting this stuff or are they not are they trying to deal with it internally because they think they know the student well enough that they have this rapport where, where i can talk them off the ledge myself and we don't need to report anything so it's like there are things that they needed to learn, right? And I think there's still obviously room for for growth there. There's and it's little things, right? the The crazy thing about it though was nobody. It's the it was the same situation. Like nobody saw any warning signs whatsoever. So sure, you know, I mean, well, warning, warning. It doesn't seem like there's warning signs to you, right? Yeah, but like before my attempt. A friend of mine called me and was like, "Hey, man. I know, I know what this looks like. Yeah, I know where this could lead." And I was like, "Nah, man, everything's fine. Like, even though we don't think that we're exhibiting any uh, outward behavior or mannerisms that make it look like we're on the verge of an attempt, yeah, other people see different warning signs. Alex, this guy, Andy Keenan, yep." Uh, Kim to an extent there was like things that looked like this is pretty close to the edge right now Mm -hmm. the way that you're acting Um, or it could lead to that so there there are things to look for or that you you may other people may notice right yeah doesn't seem obvious to us though yeah because I I didn't even realize that I I was going to end up in in that in that arena right until like two weeks before it happened but like before that, I thought I was fooling everybody just fine. Yeah, and and yeah, and and that's still kind of the the gray area with it because parents, I mean, his parents, same thing, said we had no idea that this was coming. 
or we had no idea that he was even struggling. It, I guess it wasn't until <coughs> after when they found, I guess, like a couple of text messages mm. when and the parents resented a lot of his friends for a really long time because some of them, you know, were very supportive text messages and and things like that. And they're like, you guys didn't potentially see that him feeling downtrodden and distraught was a warning sign to, to you. So, yeah, I mean, I guess, but none of, none of those warning signs came until after, you know, he had, he had passed on. Mm. So, but nobody, nobody right, else. Right. Had, right. Had Trying any, that whole hindsight thing. Yeah. So in, in hindsight, everybody then says, well, I guess looking at it now. Yeah. Yeah. I could see. Um, yeah, Mara, was, with the the stuff that you were going through, um, the literal chemical changes that were happening in your body, um, were there any like desperate thoughts that you had that you had not felt before? Yeah, like, I got really, really down, um, and there was definitely like a lot of intrusive thoughts of like just ending it. And I mean, you're you're a unique person in that you kind of see things and then they float by, and afterwards you go, "That was weird." Like, <laughs> was was that the same type of mentality that you had, or did you feel like it was a little harder to shake those things? It was really hard to to shake the that feeling, for sure. But, yeah, um, I guess like. Uh, <laughs> The thing that kind of keeps me going is just like, uh, <laughs> I only have to do this once. So may as well see how it goes. Okay. Only have to do this once. Be meaning. alive. Oh, okay. Yeah. So just, ru- I got you, I got you. It's, a, it's like working till the end of the shift. Mm-hmm. I got gotcha. you. Interesting. As your guest, am I allowed to go to the bathroom Yeah, go well? pee. Okay. Do you remember uh, that one time that Matt <laughs> that Matt threw up and it sounded like he was performing an exorcism? Performing ex- exorcism or having yeah, one I was performed say, on yeah, having, him? Having one performed on him. Okay, that makes more yeah. sense. I was gonna say if it sounded that would be weird if as he was vomiting he was like, "Leave, demon! <laughs> Leave this body!" <laughs> But like that's what it sounded. But it was I like, cast you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's gross. I'm out of here. <laughs> no, I, yeah, he's had some violent vomits for sure. He's uh, a but vom- it, vomiteer. But it was. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he always does that. It's not voluntary. Give him some slack. Well, no, but like it's voluntary. <laughs> It's still just... Is it difficult <laughs> listening to two people who are so hilarious? <laughs> what is that? What do you mean? I think you mean exactly you mean uh, Mara and Barley? Because yeah. I think Mara and Barley are Damn. hilarious. Damn. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm just gonna play the tape back of you laughing at me saying vomiteer. So <laughs> that did just happen. And that did just That's happen. That's true. So I play the fifth. Well, I'm gonna one, two, three, four, fifth. I'm gonna play the replay. So, <laughs> yeah, Chris, yeah. Chris has a lot of of me worked into his jokes, and a lot of them I really wish. No, I don't. <laughs> There's the one that I wish you would get rid of your 
<laughs> I don't even <laughs> see you. You brought this up a little while ago, and I I still don't. I keep forgetting what you're even talking about. The where's the stuff? See, that's just a story that I tell. Okay. I've told it on stage before, but it doesn't really work. It you know doesn't. the where's the stuff story? No. So no. Josh is <laughs> no. little. We are, so we we were watching. This SNL. is my me too story. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. I'm doing getting, some dark stuff. Yeah, jo- Josh is getting canceled. <laughs> I'm getting fucking canceled. Uh, <laughs> Me too ended when uh, it happened to Biden. So yeah, sadly, yeah, no shit. <laughs> Talk about that not phasing him at all. <laughs> he probably wouldn't have sniffed more people. Yeah, sad times. Yeah. Uh, but what was that? What are people saying? <laughs> <laughs> that would be. He should do a fucking um, Herbalife commercial. <laughs> what? Right? Isn't that the shampoo? Uh, yeah. Are you thinking of a Garnier? Maybe. Uh, I don't fructis. Know. Garnier Fructis. Herbalife. But yes, there is an Herbalife shampoo because they used company, to do a yes. shampoo. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna come clean here. I I barely shower. <laughs> I also barely shower. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, but I'm wearing the exact same clothes I was wearing. You, you probably you probably should have said I'm actually going to come dirty here. <laughs> I got to come dirty. Yeah, I got to come dirty. Which also I, sounds disgusting. Yeah, it does sound gross. That's syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> I got to come dirty and it burns. <laughs> uh, so we watched this SNL sketch. 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 Sorry. Skit. Oops. Sketch. I can see where you. Skit sketch. Not me. That was offensive. Yeah, oh, skit sketch, motherfucker. <laughs> um, so it's uh, Jessica Alba and oh wait, no, Jessica. Be- Jessica Beale. Which one's married to Justin Timberlake? Je- Beale. Okay, so Jessica Alba <laughs> is on, <laughs> and um, she the the premise is they're filming a scene, and uh, she goes up to Will Ferrell and grabs his crotch and says, where's the stuff? Because he's like a drug dealer. And she's trying to get information. And the premise is uh, she keeps messing up the lines or Will Ferrell messes up the line and they have to keep reshooting it. And she's really grabbing his junk. So he is getting in more and more pain. And uh, by the end of it, they're like, all right, let's just rip through five real quick and then we'll we'll finish the scene. And so she just... <laughs> and he's like, I think we got it. And Will Ferrell uh, goes down to the ground and picks up two <laughs> giant swollen testicles. And goes, yeah, I think we got it. <laughs> but so her line is, where's the stuff? And if you remember, Josh is incredibly good at quoting uh, movies and TV. This was this was during my, this was my only dialogue that I had phase. Yeah, because I was probably... 14 probably how much yeah. older am i than you nine years 87 96 yeah so nine yeah nine years so <laughs> i was like four or five yeah, yeah four or five so we were at walmart and we, sh- we should probably say we had we had some really good friends that were uh from india that owned or that owned yeah, but a they, hotel them here. being indian has nothing to do with the story well no you're right but so That's I was gonna I was gonna tell the story and just say a friend of mine was Sorry. with us and she was a girl. 
Because she doesn't have an accent. She didn't talk about India at all. But thank you. <laughs> Calling out the race. So, um, yeah, so she's with us. And uh, I forget what I said. But Josh looked at her, grabbed her crotch, <laughs> and goes, where's the stuff? And she had not seen the sketch. So she just goes, I don't have any. That would be so mortifying. Yeah. Because so. she thought he was... He was looking for balls and penis. <laughs> and she was like, I'm sorry, young lad, but I don't have any. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, but imagine a, like a four-year-old. What are you going to do? That, yeah, that's a pickle. Kick him in the throat? <laughs> I guess that would be the easy solution. Yeah, that's like... Do a Caesar Milan and... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I've only told that. I mean, and I told that story while you were there. So I, I yeah. get why you think I tell it all the time, but <laughs> I reserve it for this podcast. Specifically for this podcast. Yeah, I've told it quite yeah. a few times. Yeah. This is the last time you'll see of me. <laughs> yeah, you're done for. Yeah, I'm yep, done that for. That was it. Yeah. Can you imagine if they canceled people for when they were like toddlers? <laughs> There's photographic, ev- photographic evidence of... Uh, Brian Cranston. Mm, <laughs> No, I was going to go with, like, uh, Taylor Swift playing with her poop in her crib. <laughs> Clearly into scat. <laughs> and we're not talking about the musical kind. <laughs> you used to paint, uh, used to do scat paintings. Skeet scat, scootaloo, do, 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 my poop poop on the wall. <laughs> yeah, one time my mom found me uh, digging into my diaper and then writing on the wall with my poop poop. We were told that it was Is that not normal. We were told that that was a that it was a babysitter, and you like scarred this babysitter for the rest of your life, or for the rest of her life. At least that was my that was my understanding of it. We definitely scarred some babysitters, but I don't think that <laughs> was the, the one. turd jerkin. Turd jerkin. Turd jerkin. Yeah, is it is the episode turd jerking or fancy lads? It's probably going to be a combination of bones. Fancy, both. Fancy turds. Fancy turds. Fancy lads turd jerking. Fancy lads turd jerking. <laughs> or fancy turd jerking lads. Fancy turd jerking lads. That sounds good. See, you needed me. So what questions do you have for me? What question do I have for you? Yeah, what do you, what what's up? What do you want? Uh I want to know about the twin that you ate while you were in the while you were in the womb with our mother. All don't all I know is that he was delicious. <laughs> I don't know anything else. Humans taste anything. like pigs. Humans yeah. taste like pigs. Mm-hmm. Do you think so? You think we have? Yeah, more it's of like a... long pig. It's 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 known. You've been spending a lot of time on the dark web, haven't you? I've seen a lot of things. <laughs> Mara is the dark web. <laughs> I, I guess uh, I I don't have a whole lot of questions. I just you know there there's there's been so much that. I've been left out of, and I'm thankful that I've been left out of. <laughs> left out of, like, in what? In As far as, like, information goes. Like, I remember... Matt, so what information do you... I want to know nothing anymore. I, I remember always... The the thing that, that shocked me the most, and, like, the, the thing that got me into this phase of, like, everybody leaves me out of everything, mm-hmm. was when I found out that... Uh, this was when I was in my brainwashed, like... Anybody who isn't like following every Mormon standard perfectly is, um, you know, an anarchist and should be, you know, burned up at the stake. Mm. Um, obviously not to that extreme level because I was like eleven, but 
Uh, it was when I found out that mom and, and dad had Sean out of wedlock. And for some reason, that was like a big deal for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you know, and then like from that point forward, I was like, man, like I need I need to know what's going on. Like there's so much that like I need to know. And gotcha. Matt, Matt had been like hinting at some stuff like, you know, there's things that, you know, you know, mom and dad aren't necessarily perfect either. I know stuff from, you know, recently and blah, blah, blah. And then I think just as I got older and the more stuff that like I found out, like when I, f- the first time that I ever found out that Sean drank as a, as a, you know, kid, that kind of threw me off because he's the one that we were all supposed to be looking up to. Right. He was supposed to be the example. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so I think after I found out all these other things, I was like, you know, I, I think I'm okay <laughs> with with dying, not knowing about, you know, every transgression and every misdeed that everybody in this family has done. And that that took a, a, a lot. This has been a these last couple of years have been really life changing for me. I I also used to be the the same kind of person that would chant all lives matter, and then all this George Floyd shit happened, and mm-hmm. like maybe uh, <laughs> maybe I do need to review this. You looked at the person standing next to you, and and they were still chanting all lives matter. <laughs> There's a dead guy over there. No, because it was um I I think I was torn between you know the uh, the the rioting and the looting and I was like, well, this doesn't seem like the right way to, to do it. And then, well, I mean, if you want to learn about writing looting, <laughs> right. Mars, the one to ask Mars, the one to ask what's the first store you would loot. No, no, no. That's not what I meant. That's not what you meant. No. So how do you loot? Why? Oh, why do you loot? Why? Why looting? Why? Does why loot? Yeah, yeah. Why, why, looting why does and, looting happen? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, and it didn't, I mean, it took me until, you know, I mean, again, and I hate to, you know, beat a dead horse, but it was, it was watching that Chappelle special where he got up and told that story of uh, the police, the Los Angeles police officer that. Was that like the outdoor one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was like the day after it happened. He yeah. Told everybody I'm going to do a show in, in a cornfield mm-hmm. and talk about well, it. Well, he'd been doing it. It, yeah, he had been doing him, and, and then in that he planned on doing a normal set. Like you can see him going through his notes. Yeah, it's like, and then he just keep talking about this, and he's like, "Fuck, I can't do any jokes." Yeah, he just kept closing that book, and he's like, Arr. "Yeah." I I liked though when he paused and said, "This isn't funny at all." <laughs> I got some pussy jokes I could do, but <laughs> <laughs> that was uh that was an ode to uh, Richard Pryor. Like Richard Pryor uh, would go to the comedy store and would have no jokes. He would just go on stage and try to figure shit out. Yep. And so for a couple of weeks, it would be like, what the fuck is he doing? Yeah. There's a tape of him where uh, the crowd's silent. He goes, I think we all thought this was going to be funnier than it is. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I think after I watched that, I think I finally was able to find where I stood in that as far as things like that go because it, it really did the the whole all lives matter concept doesn't really make sense to me anymore anyways right because it's the perception of the phrase matter yeah 
when you say black lives, it's pointing at one specific thing. So people go, okay, well, why only the one thing? Yeah. And but some they, people say that dishonestly. A lot of people say that dishonestly. They're just trying to smother a movement. Yep. And then there's the people Yeah, they're that, being patronizing. Yeah, and some people genuinely think that message is just true. And, yeah. Wait, and then wait, those which, are generally the people that you can just pull out of it. Are we talking about All Lives Matter? Movement? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, yeah, Michael Che said the best, which was just matters. Yeah. Not matters matter. more. Yep. Just matters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we're looking for. We just want to matter just like you guys matter. Yep. Yeah, that's that's true. So there was a Yeah. So there there have been a lot of things that have changed my perception since probably our last Well, I mean like, you, full when argument. You, when you I've noticed that when you look at people that you want to be like is mm-hmm. when you start to go, What do they think? Mm-hmm. Is that reflective of how I actually feel? Right. Why do they think that? And right now I'm not in that spot. So you, and then you start to process and you learn why it is that they feel a certain way. And then that's when I seem to notice the change in you. Right. Are you saying I'm trying to be like Dave Chappelle? It would make sense. I mean, you follow a lot of his stuff. I do. You pay attention to what he's doing. I do. So you, you, uh, admire him. Yeah. Same way that you admire, uh, Brendan Fraser, <laughs> but who Brendan Todd. Honestly? Oh, Brendan Todd, right, right, Brendan Todd. But no, yeah, Brendan Urie. Uh, I actually don't know who Brendan Todd is. I thought we were just making up is that names. Robin, Robin Todd. No, Batman and Robin was Brendan. Brendan Todd. Brendan Todd was Robin, and then he got murdered. Oh, I think he's oh by the I comedian. I think you're thinking of Re Todd. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Wrap it up. Uh, All right. Grab that guitar. What are you... Okay. You're going to... He did this to me, and I don't actually know how to play the guitar. Such You bullshit. sound like someone that you had a gig. You know how to play guitar. And... a good time to talk about our sponsor keep playing <laughs> modify tattoo and piercing go to modifytattoo.com for all of your tattoo and piercing needs use promo code duckduckgrayduke to get 15% off of everything on their online store that includes jewelry this episode is also brought to you by betterhelp.com betterhelp.com slash ddgd Support the podcast by supporting your mental health. With thousands of licensed counselors, psychologists, and therapists to choose from to match your specific needs. This is also brought to you by who is still a piece of shit. <laughs> Let's say that again, but this time can you play like better? Yeah, also can <laughs> you play better? <laughs> Like, I don't know. Do you need a metronome? Or... <laughs> if all our life is but a dream, then 
fantastic pose and greed, then we should feed our jewelry to the sea. For diamonds do appear to be just like broken glass to me. And then she said she can't believe genius only comes along in storms of fabled foreign tongues. Dripping eyes and flooded lungs Northern downpour sends its love Hey moon, please forget to fall down Hey moon, don't you go down Sugar cane in the easy morning What a vein running toward the page it's chasing off the days look back at both feet and that windy knee i missed your skin when you were east you clicked your heels and wished for me the playful lips made of yarn that fragile Capricorn unraveled words like moths upon old scarves. I know the world's a broken bone. Mud mount your headaches, call it home. Hey moon, please forget to fall down. Hey moon, don't you go down. Sugar cane in the easy morning Water veins of my one and lonely Sugar cane in the easy morning Water veins of my one and lonely Sugar cane in the easy That's my first performance in a very long time. You did great. <laughs> the umpteenth time that it took, that is. What are you talking about? That was the first take. <laughs> One take, impressive. One take. Yeah, I couldn't remember how the harmony went. Uh, it was it was about the same. It, you you got it. Sugar cane in easy morning. What a vase, my. One and lonely. See, I kept going the other yeah. way. You're trying to Mariah carry it. Is that what Mariah Carey does? Probably. Sounds like it. I thought she just did Ambient in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> That's where she's from. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't know that? No. She's from know. Jersey. Uh, okay, well, Mara, I think that's quite enough. Hey. <laughs> 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 All right, Josh, the last thing that we do on this show... Our listeners are called ducklings. Okay. So we say, au revoir, little ducklings, quack, quack. I can't do the accent. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> au revoir, little ducklings, quack, quack. Uh, 
Au revoir, little ducklings. Quack, quack. Good job.